I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon here, and I'm joined by Walker. How are you doing, buddy? Okay. Phenomenal. Uh, we have Clark back on the podcast. Hello. They only use numbers for mic checks, and it's kind of gay. Good. And we have a new person for the first time ever on the podcast. After months of talking about having him on, we have... What do you she, want to be called? Call me Jason. All right. We yeah. have Jason. This is weird. Hi, Jason. I will bring um, some level-headed thoughts to this. Level-headed thoughts. Yeah, yeah, Jason is my dad's name. Are you my dad? Your name is your dad's name is Jason, too? My dad's name is, in fact, Jason, too. The, the second... <laughs> My my dad's name is also Walker. My dad's name is Jason. Your dad's name is Jason. You are Jason. Um, I Thank didn't you for being my dad. Children, but I, I knew I was. I black. definitely knew I didn't stay around. I knew I was. Black. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Jason. I knew Happy it. Happy Mother's Day, Jason. I knew it. I knew I was black. Anyway, we have, of course, episode twenty special. Right and ready for you guys. Uh, if you guys didn't catch me on the 19.5 episode uh, where I was kind of just ranting as I am one to do, um, you can check that out maybe before this podcast or after this one. Uh, but he is not your dad. To Listen to them our, in the order that you like. We need to plug our socials. Yes, I'm not your dad. It's free country. Do what you want. We need to plug our socials for the Quantum Consumer Podcast. We have a Twitter now, so you can actually uh, we get some more audience engagement. That is QCP Official. So QCP Official is the official Twitter for the Quantum Consumer Podcast. And anyway, diving into the news. That's pretentious. So we have some uh, fucking crazy-ass shit going on in the world right now. Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter. I know we're kind of late to this party, but it's freaking awesome, and I love it. And now that we have more you know, story developing, we can actually talk about it a little bit more. And uh, I love it because I love watching people bitch and complain about it. It's actually my favorite pastime now. This man. I'd say there's rules. an even amount of people loving the idea of Elon Musk owning Twitter. You know, making jokes of it on Twitter, and him making jokes of yeah. it himself. Yeah, I think uh, I think ultimately everyone's kind of. Uh, I think they're taking it well. I think they're taking it really well. I don't think anyone is really losing it to the point where they're like deleting their Twitters or anything like that. There's none of that going on. And the people who are just don't matter. Yeah, yeah. the they, people they who are on Twitter. If you're deleting your Twitter because of that, the people who are are not needed. So honestly, it's a win-win for everybody. I think it's very entertaining seeing him buy Twitter because this man effectively owns the electric car industry as well as like consumer space travel. Twitter, a Twitter account and is going to be necessary to start your Tesla next. Yeah. And now, he's, <laughs> and now he's effectively on his way to owning Internet stuff. Yeah, you'll have to be Which verified. So to actually well, he started out as owning internet stuff, car. didn't he? He started out uh, with PayPal, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah he co-made co paypal i mean he also co-made tesla too so that's not his explicit own private yeah but thing. that's how he like started yeah 
He sold PayPal and got millions of dollars, and his now, hairline grew back. And he sheer is. See, you're not ugly. You're, <laughs> you're not ugly. You're just poor. That's yeah, yeah. that's the biggest thing I've learned from Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're gonna dive before we dive into more of uh, Elon Musk. We have a alcohol review. Yes, Jason yes, here yes. has chosen one from the stock. Uh, it is Camarena, right? Camarena tequila. It's There's the silver. All right, do your stuff. fucking job, Clark. There's nothing on the bottle for me to read yeah. this time. Outside Maybe the of fun part. Warning, according to the Surgeon <laughs> General. <laughs> Clark, no. Yeah, it Clark is, uh, can't drink, but he can read the bottle, which has literally nothing on it. Yeah, it's tequila. Made Mexico. Well, tequila is very distinct oh, yeah. in smell. Numero yes. two seven. It smells like three. getting kicked out of a nightclub. Oh man, that's the memory that brings. It back. smells like the. See the great thing about margaritas is there's tequila in it but it's not just tequila <laughs> so here we go yeah just like literally poured two shots of tequila into this glass he's like here drink this it's not bad it's good i like it it is definitely like, tequila the, uh, yeah i can read the i remembered why i stopped drinking <laughs> tequila <laughs> <laughs> or anything <laughs> yeah, i can yeah. i can read you guys, the there you you guys can't see that but i did take the entire thing without making a face so I guess that's cool. That was like a TikTok challenge, right? That's I think yeah. so, yeah. Damn it, we're not doing a video segment. Shit. You... Otherwise, that would have been immortalized. Look at Walker. I can drink water. He drink tequila. He drink tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad. It goes better in a margarita. Anyway. It's honestly nice with the um the lime vodka that I have also, but I don't want to mix 40% with 40% <laughs> liquor. It's just 40%. Because that makes that makes 80%, right? <laughs> Basic science, basic no, it math. it just means I'm not watering it down. So oh. instead of drinking one shot at a time, now I'm drinking three. Grow up. Yeah, be a man. Uh, for those of you that don't know, January 31st, 2022, Elon bought shares in Twitter. Uh, on April 4th, he announced that he acquired 9.1% of Twitter's stock on March 14th, making him the company's largest shareholder. Um, now, for those of you who are watching things, uh, by the way, Elon Musk did complete his conquest by buying Twitter for around 40 billion dollars right wait did he already buy it i didn't think it, it was 44 yeah, 44 billion. 44 billion yes yeah no yeah it's, he's the owner of twitter now yeah. he is the owner of twitter now he's in the process of un- unbanning like all the people who got well, banned there's for... still like a 30 to 60 day period where they have yeah. to actually transfer over everything yeah, yeah. but, but, but it is finalized that's yeah. People, yeah. yeah that's the process that's going underway right now um, um from one day ago there's a business news site that said that he hasn't done it yet but now there's which is conflating with every other article that he's done it i, I mean elon musk is seeming like he has yet. on was twitter it, um, daily mail by any chance there's also, the a, there's, yeah. there's also a shareholder lawsuit apparently of course there is i heard Why i heard i heard be? talks about the shareholder lawsuit about like them something about forcing um forcing a a buyout or something like that that's i don't know i think that's i mean weird. i don't know how you force a buyout which is interesting because it's like I think they were saying that he would make the markets volatile. Oh if no! He was to pull out his really? money, so they they're, were kind of they're in making a, a volatile pinch. because yeah. Tesla's stock is but like it's up going, right now, right? It's going private. Not Tesla. I mean Twitter. It, it's going private, so I don't know what the effect has because then yeah, nobody's right. going to be able to buy more stock. You're right. There's stock. Yeah, you're right. There is like and I think, shareholders. I think he has to have partners and bring them on. Yeah, and I think shit the like problem is right. when you when you're a shareholder of that large percentage and you pull your stocks out. Um, it, it, it hurts Huge. the market for yeah. your products, other shareholders. Yeah. Which I mean, fair play to him. Yeah, like according he, to um, he did the system right. Yahoo Finance a day ago, he still hasn't actually 
uh, it hasn't finalized officially it. gone through. It hasn't. They haven't officially gone through yet. Okay. Well, hopefully he continues his trek. Honestly, because the one of the greatest things that can happen to Twitter is it going private and everyone who was previously in charge not being in charge anymore. That's like the greatest thing that can happen to Twitter. And we can talk about that more. Um, you know, after Elon Musk proposed a takeover and stuff like that, it spurred a huge response from our current administration, um, i.e. the creation of the Ministry of Truth. And I refuse it to call it anything but. It, it is like the Ministry of Truth. Hogwarts. Okay. Uh, it is even worse. It is from um, Orwell's 1984. Head, tell the truth. That book, 1984. Oh, and I refuse to acknowledge it as anything else other than the Ministry of Truth because ultimately it doesn't matter because that is their purview. They're the Ministry of Truth. Whatever they think is true. And this is this is my biggest concern. My biggest gripe is that these are unelected officials, okay, who are just put in place to decide. Is that a Harry Potter reference or a 1984 reference? It's a 1984. Okay. These people are to decide um, because there was like, what, seven different ministries? Like Ministry of... Ministry of Truth, Ministry of Love, Ministry of Peace, Ministry of something else. You know, you get the idea. Ministry of Magic. It was a horrible dystopian future book that is apparently realer than we even consider. But my major, my, my, my major concern right now with this is that these are unelected officials who are just appointed to dictate what is disinformation or misinformation. I mean, how are they any different from NATO? So, I mean, fair, but I, at the same time, this is... Even this is more on the home front where, I mean, they're, they're part of the Homeland, the Department of Homeland Security, which is a bit concerning, right? Regardless of whatever these people who are heads of the Department of uh, Homeland Security say is, you know, they don't have any execution power, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, then what is their intent to say, you need to go to this person's house because they tweeted something, a meme that was factually incorrect well, that's that's what's going to happen. That's that's what's going to happen. Memes are going to die. No one's going to be able to say anything because memes aren't going to die. Well, I mean, this me black market memes. It's even worse. Now, all great. All memes have to be factual, or this is the problem. They don't have to be factual. It's just whatever they deem is factual. So, i.e., you know, if you have a meme about Trump being a racist, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, Trump is a, um, you know, a Russian puppet. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. But oh, Biden might be actually racist. That's bad. I will he only stand, said the N word a couple I will of times. Stand outside a high school wearing a trench coat with only like memes from the from the early two thousands. Just in the trench coat. <laughs> You've seen hey, the way kids, the you memes, want some memes like a Polaroid evolve. of it, right? And then whatever yeah. they want as a caption, not gonna write that underneath. <laughs> <the meme. laughs> I think uh, I think the way memes have evolved now is they're more about being ironic than actually the, the classical sense that we've seen. Well, the funniest ones are ironic, you know, yeah. More about pointing out the irony than actual the meme itself, or the like the irony that poses but, in the meme. But I think everyone on the panel today can kind of agree that that is kind of a major concern that we can have is is that this group of people can just discern magically what is disinformation and misinformation and who knows what kind of things that they will do who knows if you're going to be fined or jailed for saying something that is who knows their interest and this is the thing it's like it's the similar thing of third-party fact checkers okay they're not third party this have a different name because a lot of them are vastly democratic leaning all of them are. There's no conservative fact checkers. Okay, they were all vastly democratic because uh, yeah, Stephen Crowder counts. Come on, because because the Democrats 
or rather conservatives kind of more or less rely on your ability to ascertain what is true or false, I believe. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's kind of sad that the government has so little faith in its people that they have to have a department. Well, I mean, have you seen Florida? Would you blame them? What's wrong with Florida? <laughs> I mean, all the crazies come out of Florida. Well, I mean, yeah, people, okay, but people like doing bath salts. That's look, fine. Look, <laughs> the only reason why you don't have Missouri man or fucking Wisconsin man uh, articles is because what Florida has, like, there's there's laws in each state about what's actually, like, reportable news. So you can go to, like, any, like, crack-fueled rage story from any state, and it would end up like Florida man. It's just that Florida man... Uh, is a thing because the laws in Florida allow it to be like reportable news, basically. Hmm. Probably have more instance because they have a larger population. Okay, I'm not going to deny that there's also like it's a large population and a large amount of that population are on things like flocka and bath salts. So, <laughs> so, so the culmination of this discussion about Elon Musk and the Ministry of Truth is is really this. They were quoted, officials in our government were quoted as saying, democracy and freedom is at even more risk. Ergo, because free speech is going to be a thing on Twitter. Yeah, I absolutely hate like the pseudo intellectual people on Twitter who are like, democracy requires more content moderation, it's, not less. It is so like, trying to sound profound. Yeah, profound and deep and understanding of what that those things mean. It's as like a, as a, someone who leans more to the left, the democratic side. Um, I find those people to make us look like ridiculous and idiotic because you want free speech okay hate speech yeah that can go but you have to allow people to say whatever crazy shit they want to say hang on regardless of what it is those are coming into the next things which is good i'm glad you said that real real quick while i understand the sentiment of that Mm -hmm. um you also have to go into because free speech really is only the government being uh handcuffed when it comes to uh, making decisions about what is and isn't allowed to be said, right? No, so it I mean, doesn't it doesn't mean anything about social backlash. Social backlash is and can't will always be a thing. You can say whatever you want, but it means that people have the right to choose to and, talk to you. And in and of so, itself, social ramifications is kind of a governance in and of itself. Is it has yeah, well, so, yeah so, social social here, Clark uh, lean back so I can talk to the Ford. whole <laughs> the social um Social outlook on things and stuff like that is always changing. That always kind of dictate mm-hmm. yeah, how we so view and how true. we how we but attack things. When it comes to like what is hate speech, and if you allow the government, because to me, when it says, "Oh, I like free Hang speech," on. but I want to I want to like interrupt because this is a part of the segment of the future segment. But we'll get back into that conversation okay. shortly here. All right, I'll put um, a fucking pin in it. I guess. Well, yeah, go <laughs> fucking crib your enthusiasm, buddy. Uh, we are going to dive into the first segment here, which God is forbid we our, have real discussion on this podcast. Our edu- education debates. I'm just but saying, is like your exp- move on. Before we move on, do we want to talk the whole Roe v. Wade and stuff? Oh shit, you're right. You know yeah. what? Thank I you. I just pulled up the sheet. I actually don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is freedom of speech, <laughs> right? Now, which is I coming in the social and political it, it debate. Is. For free speech is non-negotiable. So you'll wait. Which segment is that? So, I don't see that on the duck. On part two. Go because because uh, but that's you, so far away. It's because you didn't write anything down. Um, so Roe yeah. v. Wade. Okay, yeah. There is a lot of things going on right now. Uh, first off, um, the principle of how this all came about, where information was leaked from the Supreme Court of the United States, 
that is the most historic and egregious thing that is it's an historic it's a historic event it's definitely it's definitely um shouldn't have happened because the chains of custody that are involved people are entrusted with these this information and because the supreme court is the highest court in the land they are to make decisions and through course of law right and we see in recent times how 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 terrible of an effect the public eye and ear and mouth has on judicial rulings okay um jesus fucking christ i mean when it comes to the supreme court though i do think it is kind of important to hear what the public has to say because at the end of the day that's who they're they're trying to support and I mean, that's who they're here for i right? mean the 100 people. well so i i don't necessarily the, think that supreme court is there branch, for the people the, they're the, there for the constitution yeah basically they're there to decide that what laws are and aren't constitutional the representatives of the people are the president kind of the president way, the and senate also the the uh, legislative well, when i say representatives of people i mean they're supposed to defend i i say right? defend, i say defend the constitution they're, or, they're supposed to essentially the thing is, so the i say by they proxy are, they defend the people by yes. protecting the constitution yeah, it's by proxy because whatever is constitutional is what they're deciding right yeah and so they literally all their job is is to decide is this constitutional or no is this constitutional or no every single case is this constitutional or no right so if we were to change the Constitution, right, add to the Bill of Rights an 11th right that allows you to have access to an abortion, right? Mm -hmm. If that was in the Constitution, then the Supreme Court would have a clear-cut case. Yes. Yeah, you know, of course. It's federally protected in the Constitution. You have a right to an abortion. But the thing is, there's no... And at that point, it would be such a long-established thing that there would be really no argument. But this is such a, such a controversial issue because it's just... And I'm not saying in the scale of things, you know, a couple decades is quite a long time. So this has been coming around maybe two decades, three decades. We got to think in the time. So the time when people weren't doing abortions and stuff like that back when the Constitution uh, people, was created. I mean, and well, and at least they didn't. I mean, know. they didn't have to. There was a lot of miscarriage. Well, yeah, so. and there wasn't. There wasn't the science that we have today that can actually tell you, oh, you're pregnant. You know, for three also, weeks after conception. There also wasn't like the culture of, you know, the, the casual sex thing. For religious reasons so it probably yeah. wasn't as yeah. important not saying I mean, that, like, maybe, people didn't. maybe not here I mean, in the united states but well i mean, I mean in other casual places sex is still was still a thing i mean you looking down to the roman times i mean for they the, were casually yeah. having sex with Ca casual gay sex yes, exactly. casual <laughs> sex with slaves where yes. it doesn't matter if they have a child because if or they have a child guess what that's a brand new slave you didn't have to pay for or for like a new soldier he would have to go go out with um some older Soldier so, who's already established, and he would have sex with him for reasons and to be, part of, you know, claimed to become honestly, a man. Quite a progressive society. Part yeah. part of the reason why, the, like abortion, like abortion, they didn't have really the science yeah. for back then. It's like I, I guess I can push you down the stairs. And I also, but, I also want to address. You know, he's gonna blow past. That. I want to address the. <laughs> I want to address the misconception behind Roe v. Wade as well. Roe v. Wade had nothing really to do with abortion. It was all about medical privacy. If you look at the case law, it was damn near all about medical privacy it was what, the what you, protections of somebody to have the right to medical privacy even when it comes to state matters right uh if someone would be so kind to pull up the actual roe v wade synopsis case law and we could read that on the air 
because a lot of people think that Roe v. Wade was explicitly about abortion, how it gave people the right to have abortions. And it's just simply not true. It was about privacy. And the case was regarding an abortion and the state was trying to do something or other. But it was mostly about privacy for the citizens um, when it comes to their medical needs. Um, and by the way, in very rare instances, is abortion a medical need? Just going to say that out there. Very rarely, especially in the year 20, 2022, the year of our Lord, it is very rarely a medical need for somebody to have an abortion. Yeah, but so basically... Let, let's hear, well, let's hear, hear you guys' thoughts on abortion personally. I feel like that's honestly not necessarily... I mean, it's kind of related to the discussion, but the discussion of like whether or not it's constitutional, is, you know, what the Supreme Court is deciding... Because what, whatever their opinions on what abortion is, like they could think that maybe you should be able to have, you know, an abortion, right? But their job is, is it a constitutional right? And this goes into basically this is states' rights of what they can make legal. Well, I think I think that has to go into what is your what's your own personal medical right? Per personally, right? right? So the idea of abortion is at face value, very sad. Very, very terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's it's, it's a it's to, definitely a def difficult decision to make. I mean, but terrible. That, that's kind of come down to your personal beliefs. Exactly, and that's the saddest part. Is there's people in this world who think that, based off of whim and whatever is convenient to them at that time, which the statistics. I mean, the, there may be some people who think that's a whim, but uh, hang on. The I'll statistics the show that it is vastly a decision of whim and convenience. It is not at all. For medical reasons, for so rape we, or incest, without, less than one well, yeah, percent. Yeah, without but, pulling but, up, but, but like, when you the say when you say whim, you mean just like oh, I just want to have an abortion to have an abortion. I mean, it's it's still a difficult decision, and th there's there's definitely some uh, hard thought that goes into it. But one hundred percent. But the people that are chanting the loudest in the streets are just like, yeah, I just want it when I want it. Yeah. So well, I mean, they they want to have the ability to make that decision if they need to, and I, and I think as so when I, I want to give my own personal opinion on that, right? So. Men, I don't think, actually have really much to say when it comes to it, except sit back and support what, what women have to discuss. So because we, as men, can't have abortions. We can't carry a woman in our body. So what can we really say on that? So here's the thing. If you were to impregnate a woman, yes. well, let's say on accident, right? You yes. use contraceptives, you know, condom, birth control. Mm -hmm. Somehow it still happens, right? You're that 0001% that... It's not effective, yeah. right? I mean, you have my, my, wait, my, my me, mother had me. Let me finish. My mother had me when she had an IUD. So I mean, I wasn't exactly planned, but yeah, yeah it was okay. Important. Yeah, these things so, happen. It happens. If you have sex, there's always the possibility that you're yeah. going to. It's going to result in a pregnancy. Yes. Yeah. Um, unless you know, stick it in case in hole. point. Um. So the <laughs> fucking two. So two kids. <laughs> the. Uh, so basically, I love them to death, though. I, you guys have made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> you, you, I had a whole, I had a whole spiel. You, you were talking about like, uh, so what men can say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So basically, the uh, the thing is, let's say you impregnate a woman, right, mm -hmm. and she decides not to have an abortion, mm -hmm. or she decides to, right? You yeah. don't have a say in this. But whatever happens, you have to see, pay that, for that kid. See, that's where that's where I come in on this second part. What I'd like to say is, if you if they and, have the right for abortion, men should have, also have the right to walk away. Okay. It, Hang on. And I would say that if, okay. yeah, That's a if fair, there's a give-and-take relationship here... I 100% agree with that. Now, yeah. I'm all about compromise. Mm -hmm. And it's not... For me, it's not just a blanket thing of saying yes or no. Obviously, the case-by-case -case basis are 
are something to consider, right? Mm-hmm. And the greatest thing is, you know, for me at least, is being a deist, is yes, I believe in God, but I don't necessarily have to look at everything through a religious lens, right? Mm-hmm. Which I believe the Supreme Court should also be doing. However, there's people that disagree with that, and they should be taking religion into account. But that besides, the objective things of whether or not that we should completely legalize federally abortion, then men should have every right just to walk away without any obligations whatsoever because if women if there's a lot of very similar sounding arguments for that the idea that men should be able to walk away and this is the thing this is the thing you have from an ethical and religious point of view i can't say that i agree but i can say that it the logic follows as far as logical Mm -hmm. compromise and shit like that and this is the thing though you look at the look at the demographic right and a lot of people the polls come out to quite a very big split okay there's not a definitive you know yay or nay for abortion um, I think in recent years it's gone up as far as the percentage of people who agree with abortion. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, proportions of men who agree with abortion has gone up. I think it's around 60 to 70 percent. Um, and women, it's still around the 50 percent mark, I believe. But someone can, of course, correct me on that. Um, and this is the thing, is if this is something that's going to happen, and frankly, I am... If I were to ascertain from the statistics, you know, this has been a while since I've looked at these, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of women, there's quite a proportion of men. So obviously with 60% of men, there's obviously a smaller portion of men who don't want abortions, right? Or have no input. Right. Okay. Granted. Yet there is still a 50% 50 divide for for women. Mm -hmm. And that would say to me that, you know, most of these people are apathetic. They really don't care what these people do, Okay. But this is also something that is important because if you legalize this and we have that contingency of, of men being able to opt out of fatherhood and just leave wholeheartedly and just leave and not have any obligations of child support or anything, no financial burden to them, mm-hmm. then they're going to do that. Now you're going to have a, a huge influx of single motherhood, a huge influx of single motherhood. For women who didn't even agree with abortion to begin with, now these women are going to feel emotionally, spiritually, whatever, obligated to have this child because they don't believe in abortion. And now the men have just a free pass just to get out of jail free card and just go off on their many way. Well, I way. mean, that's what's going to happen. Having sex, you have to know that. One, that, 100%. That, and this is that my. chance is there. So, I mean, and as far as there's the, a, there is a contract kind of sign when you do that. As far as my argument for men don't have an input. Mm-hmm. It takes two to tango, right? I was right? about to say those so, exact words earlier it takes before two you to guys tango. were fucking rude and cut me off. But it takes two to tango, okay? Now, let's use an analogy which kind of loosely fits but is analogous to this situation. Me and Walker are going to go into business, mm-hmm. okay? We sign a contract, i.e. consent to create this business, right? I make a decision and I didn't consult him and the business goes under. Mm-hmm. Now, he's out of money he's out of the opportunity for a business or a job i will burn your house down and, so, so and in that now, situation the business going under is that the abortion that's or the abortion the and decision. one person okay. in that party making decisions and that person for some reason doesn't have a decision whereas in court law i would be going to jail mm-hmm. for because it's written in an agreement right and i think everyone should be able to agree that the decisions of 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 these things is 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 two parties because you're right we can't have abortions we also can't have children 
And so not only would this would a woman say, I don't want to have a kid, blah, goodbye, child, death be, death be upon you. And now that father well, that's, would be that's father. Well, that also comes into a question of what do you, what do you consider life? What, at what point? And that's, Conception. that's another, I mean, that's, that's a debate right there. Right. And it's a and, silly debate. Well, but it's a think, truly silly debate. But if you think about it, right, um, we wouldn't be here at this point, right, at knowing what, what stage a, a baby is viable or any of all this other stuff. Right. Before, before we separated church and state because science was looked down upon. It was thought of as evil and stuff like that. And that's why we have separation of church mm-hmm. and state. And the conception of life, that idea, we wouldn't have any clue of it if we hadn't, if we hadn't separated church and state. And we have to kind of like people's idea and um, purview on what is actually what is life, mm-hmm. that, that's vastly different. And even if you do believe it is life, you also have to think of like, we we allow um oh sorry i've had a mind blank but um euthanasia right mm-hmm. euthanasia that's, i don't think that's okay either I, okay i i'll correct myself yeah, later come on. Just i'm letting be you a man. I'm, no i'm letting you explain okay. i'm letting you explain well, yeah. just be so a man saying, if you, you want to kill yourself just kill yourself why I've, would you give I a doctor a deeper PTSD? thought on that on, yeah, but so, i'll let you finish i mean I, I think that's kind of another part there right so some people think like they're not going to be able to give them that that life that they want or the ideal life or maybe it'll be a strong and challenging life so would it be would it be the better option to give to let them go than to have them have those struggles maybe that they're having themselves? This is what you That's, yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. So is it um, mercy? I think know? I think euthanasia is is very an interesting topic, and that's that's we can add that in somewhere. Um, but as far as the argument of there's always the argument of well, I want to make sure that they have a good life, and I'm not going to give them a good life. Adoption, okay, and everyone says talks so much shit on. Adoptive care. A lot okay? of people are saying adoption, but how many people are actually adopting? Something? Right, and I think that's a shit answer. I think that's a shit argument. Well, I mean, because just because you right, suggest you're, something, you're saying you're like saying me, adoption, but have you ever adopted like, someone? Like, like, have you ever considered adopting? I understand. However, I understand the process too. So, for example, I'm not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reference Walker to Shut AA. The fuck up. Okay, <laughs> for the sake of the argument, I'm a reference him to AA. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean I have to go. Yeah. I'm not the alcoholic. I'm not for killing babies so I can have children of my own. There are so many people in this world who are not afforded the opportunity or even ability to foster children of their own. Well, and we have people who are just, yeah, let me just fucking kill them. Well, that's another thing. That foster care sad. systems in orphanages are terrible. The amount, of, cool. the amount of sexual assault and stuff like that Awful. that happens to these Awful. kids and is And you terrible. know what? And you know what? then we should fix that. Instead, the focus is so much on how much we want to kill babies instead of fixing the fundamental institutions well, that I mean, are already that, established here. There's already a problem with those social programs because they're overworked and over, over caseload. So, I mean, there's, I, I need there's to see, no... I need to see statistics, statistics on that because I don't believe that's the case. I really don't. You, you don't believe like these social workers are course, over, overworked and over caseloaded? Of course, hey, I'm more than willing to concede if mm-hmm. I'm provided information, but like, I just don't, I don't believe that's a thing. As far as people, there are plenty of people who make amazing lives. And I think it's more better, it's better to afford a child the opportunity at life than to just take it away. Well, you have to think of they have to go through the, the whole nine months of actually birthing well, them and stuff. And that's an emotional burden as well. So it comes down to the fact that from a non-religious point of view, right, you have to realize that having a baby is a possible outcome of having sex, regardless of what contraceptives are used. It's yeah. a possibility. And so maybe that person or both of these people should take responsibility 
right? So this doesn't account for like all cases of a uh, of a pregnancy, like in a very small amount of uh, like rape pregnancies or something like that. Less, that happened, less right? than one percent. Which that's a whole different discussion. I have to look at those but, statistics, but yeah. But when it comes I down to like normal, well. like casual sex that re- results in a pregnancy, um, I'll concede less than two. Like you <laughs> decided to do something that could result in that, and yeah. if it results in a life. What right do you do? What right do you have to take that away? Like it's it's obvious to me from even a non-religious point of view. Like if you're going to go and have random mm. sex with people, like maybe you should just not do that. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm I'm not religious myself, but I mean, as creatures, we we look to procreate, right? That's yeah, that's, that's our main objective: that's surviving natural. and procreating. It is natural. Yeah. So, but you are also able of thought, and you're able to overcome base desires. Like mm-hmm. you might think, man, I'd really love to, you know, just fucking shovel a chocolate cake into my mouth. But then you understand that in the long term, you know, you will gain weight. You, you know, there's health complications for being overweight, stuff like that. So you don't just eat Kentucky Fried Chicken every day, even though it feels good. Because evolutionary <laughs> speaking, right, you want to eat fatty, high-calorie foods. You don't do that because you know rewarding. it's unhealthy, right? So the, a lot of those things go into – or a lot of the same arguments can be made for not just having sex randomly with people. You should be able to rationalize and the idea that if you have sex with someone who you think might not be able to support your baby or you don't want to have a baby with, there's a good chance that maybe you shouldn't be having sex with that person. And I agree with Walker here because it's... I think I like the, the reason why this has become such a big problem is because of the hypersexualization of our society. I mean, if and you they look say at it, we've, al- we've always they, been hypersexualized. No, it's, just more, it's just more we see in media, no, right? No, no, no. 100% no. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, you know what she wore? Yeah. Was considered a whore at the time. Yeah, but at the same time, okay. the same men who were calling her a whore were also going around and raping other right. women. Right, okay. But as far as or, the idea of, of hypersexualization. Killing, killing black men or stuff like that. So, I mean. As far as t- the idea of hypersexualization, yeah. where we have people who are being promoted everyone needs to start thinking about sex Pornhub is probably the most proliferated thing in american society oh yeah definitely everyone's there is, there is definitely a problem with that and underage everyone is made to think about sex and you get looked at weird if you haven't lost your virginity by middle school yeah. right which is fucking awful okay this wouldn't be nearly as a problem if we did not have such a hypersexualized society for example Case in point, modern culture, Nicki Minaj. I don't think there's a single song that she doesn't sing about her vagina. Oh, yes. I mean, there, I can there say is. That I've um, never heard one um, of her songs. She, she, Do we not forget her WAP? That's uh, Cardi B. Cardi B. They're kind <laughs> of the. Okay, fuck, fuck all. I they can't are both say the same. I've heard I mean, that one. If because... you say they're the same because they, they're both from like New York. I, mean, yeah, I think they I just sound the same to me for the music. He thinks that all brown people look alike. Oh, yeah. that's it. I, ding, I, ding, I ding. Think, I think that's where we're going with that. <laughs> Jesus, Lord, help me. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's very, it's interesting how, wh- I think the more, yes, this is a very big issue current day, but I think it's a more interesting problem to see why are we here? Why are we at this point now? You know what I mean? Um, what, yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean by why we're at this point? What like why is you, abortion and the debate about whether or not we can kill babies as important as is it, as it is now? That it used then to be? say yeah. So like I'm saying like what that's why I brought up like hypersexualized society. Everyone's having sex. Everyone's being forced to think about sex all the time. Therefore, you're going to incur more. Well, I mean, we had the amendment in the Constitution already, and now we're looking at a possible change. And I think that's why people are scared. They're about to lose their what? rights. And and it's also not just the right. It was to never lose. a right. What right? Well, what is so, what is a right? It's a, there, there's a there, there's a 
interesting point there in what is a right and what makes a right. What is the... Uh, and I, the idea for me is the argument that I think gives is you, terrible. Who gives you the right? Because if you look at the... Which is technically... The preamble, I believe, it is, of the Constitution. It is technically... They believe it's God-given rights, technically, right? So, yeah, the right to free speech, the, which, right, to, the right to bear arms, which everything makes in the Bill it, of Rights is which supposed makes to be it an inalienable right. Inalienable, i.e. the government cannot take it away, yeah. which is what the idea of that. But this is my thing. The argument of, you know, of women can do what they want with their bodies. Okay. So are we going to concede that you have a penis and a vagina at the same time? Or do you have two vaginas at any one time? Okay. It is not your body. It is not your body. It is in your body. It is not your body. It's like, created of oh, your body. Via, yes. Yeah. And it's also so created. It, it, it is you, essentially. And it's also technically okay, created so, via you me. You know, my 15-year-old son is acting up recently. Don't want to deal with it. And if wanna, that's, but that's different because we wanna, now they have, the, they have their own ability to make their own decisions, their own okay. consciousness. We wanna, right? let's, go even, let's go even further down, right? Let's say that if... I am pregnant a woman, right? And then the next, like, let's say we're nine months into the pregnancy. If she were to have the baby right now, that'd be a viable baby, but hasn't been birthed yet. Most places don't allow a abortion at nine, nine months unless it's uh, a medical condition. Hang on. Most places. Hang on. No, you're going to love this. But that's the thing. Nobody, they, nobody says you can kill your three-year-old hang on, child, hang too. On, but hang the on, arguments hang on, that you're making on, for abortion on. can be used. It's like, well, it, you hang made on now. it. Hang on. So it's not just the right of abortion, okay? They don't want just the right to have an abortion. It's the right say, to make the six, decision. Six weeks, say, is the cap off, right? Which mm -hmm. I think is the standard kind of right now, right? Six weeks. No, they don't want just that. They want a woman to choose on a whim the right, the inalienable right, i.e. can just make the decision with no one else's accord, from conception to and including birth. I am not fucking with you. I, they want they they want I, the ability for the woman to deliver the baby and say, no, nah, don't want it. It's ugly. And just kill that, the baby. That's, I'm not, that's not how it happens. I'm not, that's just, I'm, not, just not that's, I'm not fucking that, with that you. That kind of idea is just so far-fetched and so thrown I mean, I out believe there. In exactly. New York, I believe in New York there was a law passed that allowed basically for um, a abortion up to the moment of birth. That's, Before you get that's the birth what I'm talking about. It's Before not, you are get, handed a birth give, certificate. Give me, give me the percent. Give me the number because I don't even think there's a percentage. But give me the number of people who've who given, wanna do who, that? No, who've given birth and killed the baby at birth right. or right the, the moment right. before I mean, birth. Give because me I don't think it exists. In the current, in the current, because I've heard these same arguments, in the but current, I've never heard a number that goes I, or some I statistics that follow. That's it. That's it. I so don't think it of, exists. Yeah. Because the power. Right now it's illegal. The power of a mother looking at that child and having this overwhelming sense of love yeah. and responsibility surmounts any law that could be passed. Yeah, I mean, That's it, why. It's innate human nature. That's uh, why. Human nature, you know, like, when they see that, they have to protect it's, it. They have to take it care of it. It is programmed, yeah. right? It is programmed evolutionary. But so it, I don't. But, I agree with you. There's but no think, statistics. But I on think that. to say like a whim, you have to. You, it's a decision. Don't, well, people don't understand. No, I'm talking about the, a whim of uh, having abortion. People don't think about the the kind of emotional damage and toll that it takes on people to make that decision. And I know you want to say something, so I'll let you say something, and I have some statistics to follow. Okay, so I want to address the emotional burden that is placed on women post-abortion. 
Are you familiar with these statistics? Yes. Because a lot of people want to compl- con- well, even the claim. I, I, I've talked even, to you about this before, so but it's important yeah. for the podcast, right? Yeah. Even miscarriages. Even miscarriages like has huge ramifications. Yes. Oh, yes. For oh, yes. emotional damage. Okay. And, and, and physical damage. Because so let's not let's not be. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily have the having abortion or statistics on me now. I could find them. Well. I can find the statistics, but eighty percent of women who undergo abortions are three times more likely to attempt suicide. Well, so I found a statistic um, from the U, um, UC of San Francisco um, that says that uh, 84% of women after get, having an abortion had either no thoughts or um, didn't regret their decision after. And also up to 95% of women who had an abortion didn't regret it. So I think you have to think about like a lot of people say oh, p- women will regret it or they have regretted it. And stuff like that, but there's also statistics out there that point otherwise. It says that they that they agreed with the decision, or that they uh, or that they they they're at peace with the decision. You know, five years down the road, that that was the statistics that 84 percent of women were like okay with their decision. Yeah. So then the other thing comes into, or basically, there's there's other factors in whether or not like the mother who or the would have been mother. Who uh, who had that abortion has like feelings about it afterwards, yeah. like whether or not it's okay. It's like where do you draw the line for what is like a viable fetus and what should or shouldn't be aborted? Mm-hmm. And also, and that's, that's definitely a line that, like, let's say abortion. Uh, let's say Congress, for whatever reason, probably not very likely right now, but let's say Congress adds an, uh, an amendment to the Constitution which guarantees you have to have a right to an abortion at the federal level, right? Where do you draw the line? Because you can't just say, oh, yeah, you can have an abortion. Because that opens up the entire day one to, you know, day, you know, yeah, nine months Yeah, and that's definitely into... a larger discussion. And it it's, it takes a lot of work to get to the, where that point where you draw the line. And there also has to be, you know, um, there has to be exemptions or there has to be kind of um, stop it put in place. Yeah. And know, so on the... what, what, where you like, you know, parameters for any type of law that's that the Roe v. Wade overturning, if the Supreme Court ends up doing that, isn't necessarily about um, whether or not you have the right to an abortion. It's about who's deciding, like how that's le- like where it's legal. Basically, yeah. is like if a state decides, I don't think killing babies is okay. Then they, you know, does that state have the right to actually decide that versus when that's done? You print shit out. So the hand me that one now. Versus the federal government saying the states have to conform to this thing, and then. Mark, you want to hand me that? Anybody? During this little so pause, the, this is a reminder that this is the introduction <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> so, so definitely a hot topic, so which you know. is good. Honestly, there's a lot of differing so, opinions. So, so these are mental health statistics. Uh-huh. Um, this is provided via, and it is honestly like nice to have a discussion with someone who's not immediately like. I hate you for yeah. having a different opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I, I, I definitely don't mind having a discourse about something that I disagree on and having to provide my own input and, you know, differing opinions and see where you come from and why you think that. I think that I think that's good and that's healthy. And I think I think people who are for or against abortion who have strong ideas and refuse to listen to the other side are wrong because you can't you can't ex- expect someone to align with your beliefs if you aren't willing to hear them out. You know. And you can't you can't sway people's minds if you're not willing to hear their side, so you can give them your side. Because if they feel they're not they're not being listened to, 
they won't listen to anything you have to say. Yeah. So and at least if I don't agree, I want to be able to make sure that I understand okay. why they think the way that they do. So yeah. this is from health, healthresearchfunding.org. Okay. And it just as a testament, by the way, of, you know, the skewing and uh, hiding of information, I had to go to Bing to find this um, rather than, you know, Google. But, you know, we're going to read a couple of these off because we already addressed this in the previous podcast. So uh, fact number one, women have... Women who have an abortion are three times more likely that women of childbearing age in the general population to commit suicide. So women who have an abortion are three times more likely to commit suicide. The increased risk of percentage of women who have an abortion compared to women in the general population of having at least one mental health issue is 81%. So 81% of women who have an abortion are more likely to the increased risk correlates to them having at least one mental health issue. Teen girls are up to 10% more likely to attempt suicide than their counterparts who have not had an abortion. And these, this is a list of 19. Does, does it go into the statistics of um, the kind of backlash that they receive from others? Because I think that that's also important to point out because a lot of these people who have these abortions I, are, are pressured from the outside and, you know, they're forced to think that they're wrong for that decision, you know, for people who, from people who oppose that idea. And also, I also want to get into the fact that the the communities that are having these abortions at these higher rates are usually these lower income communities who aren't provided the proper contraception or the proper sex education that they need to make smart decisions. Because you don't see that happening in. Are you class. familiar with Planned Parenthood? Yes. All right. And I, I know the, I know where you're going to go with the that. creator who yes. is a eugenist. Yes. Just just an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean. The public school system is trying to drive more of sexual education. Mm -hmm. So the idea of no one knowing that there is contraceptives out there, I think, is kind of meh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the idea of knowing it is. I think it's and Planned Parenthood. access to it and proper information. I'm not, there, saying, there I'm not are, saying there's no information. It's just proper information. There are plenty of places that hand out condoms for free. Yeah, it's but people Doctors don't have offices, this information. Planned Parenthood. It's, then instead of pushing that you need to have an abortion, we should push that, hey – all these resources are available to you already. And in this perfect situation yeah, I, right now... I, I, do, I do agree. This is actually the current uh, debate in Germany. Germany and U.S. are both having an issue where uh, childbirth and birth rates are really low. And they're attempting to fix that. And a lot of the topics you guys are bringing up are things that are, that are actually happening in Germany. Germany. They're providing more funding toward um, what is the equivalent of their planned parenthood. parenthood. They're uh, educating kids about sex more over there and uh we're like you know what we increase birth rates by banning abortion yeah i, I want to say Which something about abortion right I so agree. people they talk about you know protecting saving lives but no one wants to stop and think about well black women are three times more likely to die during childbirth why is that why is that an issue why is that happening why don't we have the proper i think there are many scopes that research can go into well, I'm, I'm saying everything, people want to, not people everything want to, is okay either, right? Yeah. Like just because just because we concede that abortion might be bad doesn't mean that we're okay with people yeah. dying at extortion. Well, I'm, rates. I'm saying they want to look at abortion, but they want they don't want to look and fix bigger issues and bigger problems. Right. For the vast majority of people that argue these things, but I, it's you know why it becomes it becomes difficult because people cannot focus on one thing because everything's interconnected i think we can all agree, agree, agree. everything is, is interconnected so especially with something like abortion which is considered healthcare, right that branches out just like pregnancy to have a whole bunch of different things so i i completely agree with you there needs to be more research into all this stuff right 
However, that's the that's the point. We can't just ha- we can't branch off and say, okay, abortions. Well, then we need to talk about this. Like I 100% agree. Yeah. But the current issue is abortion. Yeah. And at the current state of you know, of course, we can go in the rabbit hole. This could, we can dedicate the whole podcast to abortions, and we've already been going for 46 I'm minutes. Not. I didn't even. Realize. We're not going to. <laughs> we're going to digress, and okay. we're gonna, we should definitely move yeah, on yeah, to we, the next. We're gonna, I think we've all said we're going to digress on this topic, and we are going to go into our education debates. Who wants to guide us in? Uh, I think you can guide us in. Oh, Clark? Let, let Clark yeah. do it. Clark's been quiet. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much current topic. Schools in Oregon no longer require you to pass a single test to graduate. Um, along I wish that, that was me. Statistics, please? Yes, of course. Uh, along with that, uh, we're going to pose the question, should schools like not do homework? Should they not issue homework to students? Which... I suppose I can give my input here real quick. Uh, I don't remember, or I don't have the source of statistics off the top of my head. I can pull those up momentarily. But 77% of students who receive, I I think it's an hour, 45 minutes of homework a class, do or are more likely to go to college. Well, uh, no, I wanted to say something on that, right? So I kind of find myself on either side of that homework uh, opinion, right? Because in one instance, I feel like it indoctrinates children to believe that outside of, you know, your normal work hours or school hours, you still have to perform duties to make yourself uh, perform successfully. I'm, in, I'm not trying to be an asshole, or, but I think you mean indoctrinates. That's what I said. What I said? You said indoctrinates. Oh, well, yes. I'm sorry. My uh, speech <laughs> impediment. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, uh, I feel like they're trying to indoctrinate people into the idea of, well, once you get off of work or once you get out of school, you still have to continue to do work and you're not essentially being paid, right? Like outside of school or outside of work to, to continue to do that, but you I mean, need it I to think, succeed, right? I think that is the greatest thing ever to teach somebody. In a way. is in, cor- in order to make yourself marketable to the world, you need to improve your skills. Yeah, but I don't think you should be forced to. Right. So well, it comes 100%. to- 100%. If, if you want to better yourself- Yes, by all means, you should be doing extra work outside of those work hours to to improve your marketability. And those that don't will be staying at McDonald's. What is the difference between being exactly. paid by the hour and a salary? I think I think salary you're um, you're required to do work whatever means to get those tasks done. Yeah, that's work. what it means. Is if you're so if you're being paid a salary, normal work normal working hours don't necessarily mean anything. If you've got the crunch yeah. time, like you've got to like release this new version of your app. Yeah. Right, and you fucking have to do it. You can't just say, "Well, you know what, seventeen hundred. Yeah, no, and I, gotta I, go. because, I agree with that one thousand yeah. percent. So I don't, so I, I don't know. I if, think that I don't know give... if the argument about indoctrinating children to work outside their work hours really holds a lot of water because that's just kind of like a thing with. And, you, the, and that's why I said salary, I'm, I'm fifty fifty on that issue. I'm not hundred percent leaning to one side or another. I kind of feel like there, there, that idea is there when that happened when when they created homework you I, know, to do. But I also see like that's. That's kind of not really viable, and that's kind of like maybe even a let me, stretch. So let say. me go ahead and interject here with more information, by the way. So OPD, OPB.org says that Senate Bill 744 orders a review of state graduation requirements and suspends the requirements that Oregon students in the classes of 2022, 2023, and 2024 show proficiency in essential learning skills in order to graduate. According to OregonLive.com, Governor Kate Brown signed a law to allow Oregon students to graduate without proving they can write or do math. So... I did pull up those statistics, and this is from Duke EDU. Um, 
35 different studies shows a 77% link between homework and positive achievement. So going to college, having better scores on tests, etc. I can and only it goes further does it go to beyond say, does it, it go does beyond go college? It does go further to say or in terms of like career path? Well, yeah, I mean, you no, say successful because I mean, well, you can it, be it's successful. talking academic success. It's okay, talking okay, academic, okay. academic success. Uh, that being said, it does go further on that academic success, saying students assigned homework in second grade did better on math, third and fourth on English and vocabulary, fifth graders on social studies, and then high school on American history and Shakespeare. And these all make sense. You do something repetitively, you retain that information, and you're going to do better. I think it's important that. And I think homework, honestly, should be changed. The whole view of homework for children, so, what you tell children should be skewed. And it should be saying like, hey, it's important that you do things so that way you become better at them in the future or you make yourself better and do better in life. And I think if you send that message instead of saying like, you're going to do this homework and you get an F and you're going to fail, you are going to set the precedence and make that image of homework and the idea of doing stuff outside of work, quote unquote, to be better overall, right? I think that's You're a more important that message. unnecessary anxiety for these kids, you know? Uh, I, I remember like doing homework and I was not anxious at all. So there's a lot of... I mean, of, I never... When, I just did as homework as little as possible. So so did I. I passed when with I was in, So I, yeah. I can kind of only comment on elementary school because after elementary school, I was pulled out of the public school system. No wonder. Um, what? <laughs> no, I said no wonder. That's kidding. <laughs> Wanted to keep that diamond in the safe. <laughs> so I remember, though... Um, my, it was my second or I think, no, specifically my third grade teacher. She had a, uh, huge ass. That is not the kind of thing I'd be thinking about when I was like seven years old. Massive okay, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she had this thing with a, like, one, it, it tracked how much or how many A's you would get. Not, not specifically how many A's you would get, but how many 100% on a test you would get. Right. And. I had an issue going through all of my elementary school career where I basically just did not do homework. And the school that I went to um, in Florida, they basically homes like or so basically homework wasn't worth actually that much of your grade. Typically, it's really not in elementary, in college, in elementary right? school. It, it's not. But when you get into like the higher grades, it's like, oh, this research paper is worth 50 percent. And then that's that's actually important. And for me specifically, homework was not worth enough of a grade and the point where I hated doing it. Because Personally, it's like I, it was boring as hell. I learned everything that was that they wanted me to at class and I was not doing any homework at all and fucking destroying the like this graph of basically you'd get a certain amount of 100s and it would be on the tracker on her, on the door and she'd give you like a uh, forget what it was called. It's like a hundred grand candy bar or whatever and so but i i didn't do homework i just didn't feel the need to so personally and i understand why people need homework because some people can't just retain information like that some people can't just with that being said um yeah basically some people need some people need homework even yeah. at a level like that where i never studied for a spelling test so personally school. personally some people need freshman sophomore and maybe half of my junior year, i passed just based off of tests yeah. I did zero homework, uh, right? And specifically in Iowa, uh, homework isn't necessarily a requirement for most schools over there. I went to 13 different schools throughout all of Iowa. 
and in only two of that's them, all of them uh, yeah what the <laughs> fuck why did you go to 13 different schools that's a lot that's yeah. all of them so you wanted yeah. to do the gamut <laughs> yeah, yeah, find yeah, the best you know, one so if you want if you want a backstory for that my father works in construction so we just followed the work but um not a lot of construction going on in iowa <laughs> you build a house that's pretty much it for the next two years right <laughs> next town you gotta go but um pretty much uh, throughout those 13 schools, only two of those schools had required homework. And in those two schools, homework was worth 30% of the grade. So you could get a C. If you 100%ed every single test, you would have a C if you didn't do any of the homework. But for every other school, homework just wasn't a requirement. It was there for you if you needed it. But ultimately, it, caught, it was 0% of your grade. Because ultimately, homework should be viewed as not just some tool for oppression that teachers use. It should be yeah. used as, hey... This is going to help you on your future tests. And to go along with that, right? Um, also from Duke EDU, um, they conducted a poll across 150 schools asking pretty much the teachers of these schools, hey, how much homework do you think a child of this grade should be assigned? Um, this wasn't at a per class basis. This was at a per grade basis. So total homework for like, I'm in ninth grade. My teach All of my teachers combined are going to give me this amount of time Right. And out of these 150 schools, for kindergarten to second grade, it was 10 to 20 minutes or less. For third to sixth grade, 30 to 60 minutes. For junior high, is, 60 Is to that 90. total or are you total, talking about... Okay. Total. Here's the thing. When yeah. you look at junior when high, what this, do you, have? you have like six periods, don't you? When, like was, this, when was this poll? So you've uh, got this six hours of homework. In... 2006 2006 so this was a long time back ago. when teachers were reasonable yes wow a long time ago um but junior but even, high like i said looking at that six so, periods 90 minutes total of homework yeah so you're period. looking at at the very least six like hours of homework no, no no no, not per class not per period this is total homework. oh total yes. okay so 90 minutes total well, so I mean, it's like 10 to 15 this is like so class. realistically you're getting at least 30 minutes at class beyond reasonable yeah. this is beyond reasonable yeah, this is like 10 to 15 minutes of homework a class which is absolutely honestly reasonable. like in high school so ninth to 10th grade it was between 90 minutes and two and a half hours so 90 minutes to what uh 210 minutes yeah so or no sorry that's 150 minutes yeah 90 to 150 minutes which ultimately high school i had seven classes a day in high school that's you know 15 20 minutes a class that's more than reasonable it's like i it's like the most reasonable thing ever yeah, and like honestly all, all it takes 10 minutes sure they're high schoolers but your age is what from fucking 16 to 18 yeah. 15 to 18 15, right yeah like 15 to it, 19. and you're at that point now where you're sort of setting yourself up i think for the rest of your life and yeah. you're kind of showing your work work ethic if you can't handle 10 minutes a day for a class. 10 minutes of work a class. How the fuck are you going to work any job? Exactly. How? And the homework, you're sitting down and you're just writing things. Like, come on now. Come on. High school wasn't hard. And I hate this whole narrative right now of like, high school's so hard. Elementary school's so hard for people. It's like, yes, you made it hard because you lobbied so heavily for not having the kids back in school. That's why it's difficult. School's not hard, Okay. They want to say, oh, it's so stressful. It's like, how? How? I really don't understand how. The big argument. Me and my friends and a vast majority of people found we want to go back to high school. It was fucking easy. It wasn't stressful. I think 60% of the time you were fucking talking with your friends. So, like, where is the stress? 
and, be big or and even I think now that's those for... pe- those those students who put that stress on themselves of like yeah. they need they they have the belief that they need to perform and, academically and that ties in with the proliferation of mental health issues in yeah. schools that, that, that becomes more of a so, social issue at yeah. that point and it's less about the school system and more but I definitely agree homework system. should be less and you shouldn't ha- they shouldn't have well, so much to do because you have to think they have extracurriculars outside of it the main argument is extracurriculars well i mean think about how this is you you, in high school you're no longer being required to prove that you can write and do math some of the most basic adult modern human things in america that you can possibly do cool I'm going to set my students up to have a fucking nightmare in college because I'm not proving they can do X, Y, and Z. That's what I see it as. I see it as there's no way in hell they're going to get into college because they're just allowing them to fail and there's no emphasis on passing so they can do the things that they might want to do come four hours before they fucking graduate in high school because that's when apparently most of my friends made their fucking decisions. They're setting themselves up to be non-marketable for college not marketable for work outside. It's it's terrible. I mean, I, it's un- terrible. I underperformed in high school, in middle school, and all that stuff. And I never, I never, I never put an emphasis on homework and stuff like that. And when I went to college, first I started off at a community college, and then I, um, I had a four GPA. You know, transferred into a university, and I was still performing great. But the the problem that came with my grades at that point was you know partying and other stuff like that. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Jason, you partied in college? Yeah, yeah. I cannot imagine this. <laughs> another, I argue. was, I was definitely uh, out of control. Another <laughs> argument that, uh, like that, but debate rather <laughs> no. that I do want to bring up this same topic um, is if we are gonna, you know, say yes, we should do homework. Should it be a state thing or like statewide? Hey, interesting. We should issue homework. Yeah, because one of so I, I unlike Jason, I was very, I did very, very well in school all the way up until my senior year (laughs) all the way up until my senior year my senior year i transferred to a new school where homework was a requirement and after you know 10 years of schooling where homework wasn't required suddenly it looked like i was an exceedingly bad student because i just wasn't doing the homework right and so it's one of those things where should should it be uh, should it be a mandated thing where should we at the state level say, hey, every school in this state is going to give X amount of homework or e- not even X amount of homework. is It's just going to give homework and it's going to be graded at this level. It's something that is done as in, in, at a community level where each school community says, hey, uh, grades or you know homework is going to be worth this amount of the grade. That's something that's normally decided at a school board level. It's Sometimes teacher to teacher, but most of the time it's decided at a school board level, hey, homework is this percent of the grade for this class. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a that's a great question. It's like what governing body is necessarily going to regulate this kind of shit? Is exactly. it going to be at the state level? Is it going to be at the federal level? Who knows? We should definitely But at this on. point, we are going to take a break. Catch us back after the break. Oh, where we're going to talk God. about we should eliminate student loan debts. Catch us back after the break. Hello, welcome back to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Uh, we're back. Uh, let's get into some. Should we eliminate student loan debts? No. Next topic. Absolutely not. Next. Yes. Well, looks like we have a discussion. Looks like we have a discussion. Fuck. Folks. <laughs> so, 
What do we mean by eliminating student loan debt? So there's a lot of a big push going on for the Biden administration to forgive, quote unquote, um, student loan debts where they just expunge your debt from you. I mean, he did run his campaign on that, didn't he? He's he said a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, really that's very true. true. I mean, um, none of them came to fruition. But the idea for those of you wondering about the clicking, that is the repeated stop, stop, shut up. Drawing and holstery yeah, of a firearm. Yeah. So this is the idea. What do we have? We want to. Now, the idea of any decision that any president makes or any kind of policy is inconsequential isn't entirely true, right? Now, it is making it is, it is meant to make you believe that him just forgiving it, that's why they kind of use the word forgiving, is because it means that, oh, that means that they just go away. That means that no one has to pay for them. It's not true. Well, it means the person who took out the loan doesn't have to pay for them. Uh, but they still will. It also I mean, can cause inflation, the lack of... Get close um, to the fucking mic. It can also cause inflation due to a lack of, uh, basically... I mean, are we sending billions and to this is the Ukraine and spending trillions of dollars this, on the military? And this is the thing. You're yeah, one, on useless stuff? That's not necessarily you're, you're causing inflation. You're 100%, you're, you're 100% correct. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like this is something that is not trivial. It is not something that is like, you know, I think we shouldn't be sending any money anywhere outside of the United States. But the idea that we're just going to just get rid of student loan debts because why? Well, because they they know that at this point they've let the those markets run out of control for so long that the student loan prices are way too grievous now and people are paying paying way higher way way higher at more interest rates than ever before and people are unable to pay these loans back and it's causing a crippling economy for the middle and lower class thus, so the that's not allowing enough money to go into loans, the economy and the loans are too much hmm <clears throat> And they're causing, they wouldn't necessarily cause inflation, but there a lot of the income that these houses would normally have goes towards paying off the, the the student loan. Correct. Right. Which I can understand. That makes sense to me. Um, I don't believe. I'm pretty sure there is laws in place that dictate um, exactly how high your payments can be. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't know what kind of maybe some sort of credit laws that were established way back when, but I think that for the most part, student loans are kind of one of those things where is it going to help more than is it going to hurt? If we forgive them, sure, yeah, I guess you would have more money left over after after every month, but at the same time, you're going to be paying that back in many other ways. That the money, that money, really, that payment truly doesn't just disappear. Realistically, I mean, yeah, it'll come out of the tax dollars. But I mean, how high do you think they're going to increase the tax rate? I mean, they they can only increase it so high. And I, mean, I don't think they, they would can, increase it. True. Oh, they would in a heartbeat. They love their money. Look at how every facet of our lives are taxed. They love taxing the people. That's their favorite hobby. Yeah, it's crazy now, before, that we are separated from Britain what, for that. Before reason. 
before. I know, isn't that hilarious? In England. Where we <laughs> fucking created a whole new country because of a tax on tea, and here we are now. Like, Let's be real, it wasn't a tax on just tea, it was also stamps and sugar. And now I live in that there state was a where they tax us on like things, and they were like, you know what, fuck <laughs> this, let's make our own country. And the biggest issue was that like, we there didn't wasn't have any re- representation. Yeah, that was the, that was the big thing. Was no we didn't have a choice, because everyone else... Representation like, the, without taxation? Everyone in England had a represent, or representative, and whenever they levied a tax, it wasn't like, a, oh, there's a flat like 10% tax rate. It's like, they would, we want to tax X commodity at this percent. And uh, your representative in Parliament, if you lived in England, would either defend or you know say well yes actually my constituency benefits from this and then it you didn't in the united states have an actual um representative have a boat show up they in would the just harbor be like, like hmm, three months after the you, bill passed we're yeah. gonna tax you a fuck ton because of this anyway partial war. reason why the podcast <laughs> is going on for so long already I don't know. We I can't about see the reason. I can't. I know. I can't Fucking see. Skip ahead then. Let's I can't go. see the reason. I Nuclear can't see, diamond shut batteries. Shut the fuck up, Walker. I can't see the reason why it would be necessary to forgive student loans when I, I there is such a, a massive are economic ramifications. Are right, the people so who are Clark, paying back their loans who have already paid them back? And they're uh, <laughs> shut up. They're they're jealous. Allegedly has twenty eight thousand. Haven't said anything. They're they're jealous because they paid back their student loans and now they see. That someone else might not have to. I mean, I've never had a student loan. I just think it's stupid that I have to pay for but somebody same time, else's well, college. So that, I have that student debt, loans, and I would love to have them paid off. Go don't away. get me wrong. I am 100% for it, but I don't think it should fall on the heads of well, the United States economy. It should and be I, cheaper to go to well, college, and we should get rid of random bullshit classes in college that well, make yeah, people have to pay more professors, so that's why college costs and, more yeah. money. And loan loans should be lower. Like Colleges shouldn't be costing as much as they do. And also... Isn't the inflation? Wasn't the inflation rate in from like I think it was like just ninety six to oh six? The inflation rate on going to college went up like eighteen percent. But well, the actual value think- of the American dollar. This is the greatest changed. thing: is when you when whenever the government steps in and starts paying for shit, the price increases. So yeah. much like how Medicare and Medicaid went is when they started paying for people's health care. Every other healthcare premium started increasing, so it got more expensive. And if you didn't mm-hmm. already pre-qualify for the government stuff, then you already had to pay higher prices for the healthcare. Well, the, the, the thing same is with thing that is that they true. knew the government had to pay for it, so they're like, "Well, if we increase our prices, we get more money back." And, and then colleges it, are beyond this. Colleges will do the same exact shit. Well, exactly, and there's that, there's a problem in that itself. Exactly. So thus causing even more inflation that we could previously thought with the normal value of however much total student loan debt there is. It's, it would be far worse because colleges would one just become way more expensive, and for what? So, well, I think there also should be so, some parameters set on who actually gets their college loan paid back and how much actually gets paid back. I don't think it should be completely forgiven for everyone. So, a sort of separate program. So, if you if you qualify for FAFSA, which is free money, or if you qualify for welfare, well, then you would. Well, get sometimes it. even if you have FAFSA, you you won't get. You'll have you'll get a loan. That you have to pay back. Still, sometimes you get grants, but other times you get a, lo- a low interest loan. Listen, or if you have a if you're a if you're a STEM major, loaned. fucking loan forgiveness. Everybody else, go fuck yourself. Well, well yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone else, go fuck yourself. STEM majors, you're okay. Well, yeah, I, and I'm a STEM yeah. major, so that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I was st- studying uh, computer engineering. You're on thin fucking ice, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was very. I was, uh, I was looking over at Walker, like you know. 
Is that better or worse than comp sci? Well, see the thing with <laughs> see the thing with computer engineering, it actually lines up uh, directly yeah, that, with electrical engineering. Yeah, that's just an engineering thing. electrical engineering is basically just computer well, computer engineering. engineering is electrical engineering. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyway, uh, remember CPU bullshit. Are... You're not the fucking host, Walker. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Reminder that CPUs are just rocks we that we tricked into thinking. Yeah, there's a fucking hour-long podcast before this yes because this is after it's that called now. a special and we're on goddamn segment two out of out of five so four Ooh. nano diamond batteries now the nano funniest thing is he's done this the most and jason this is his first time he's not complaining he started off on a special you sir are a quivering vagina <laughs> what? you suck dick oh oh my god <laughs> oh oh it hurt Nano diamond hurts, batteries. Why do you keep doing it? Shut the fuck up. What are they? Nano diamond batteries. So essentially, take a AA battery. And now put a diamond in it. And, and now change everything longer. about it. So this company... And so what, are they going to cost like $20,000? This company... Take a AA battery. Change everything about it. It's no longer a AA battery. It is now a nano diamond <laughs> battery. Fuck you. So it is the same size <laughs> as a normal battery. Say like a AA, for example. It yeah. is the same size and everything, Okay. Um, dimensions are all the same. You could put in every device that would possibly use a AA battery. Mm-hmm. Um, and has a a shelf life. Shelf life, also charge life of around 28,000 years. Um, so it would basically outlast you, your children, your children's children, and their children, and many, many generations. I mean, that depends on... Um, when you say charge life, you don't mean that it would hold enough of charge to be useful for 20,000 years. It would produce electricity for 28,000 years. Okay, but at what As rate? In like I what could voltage? Power... Let me get there. Okay. Shall we? We'll get there. I fucking hate you right now. Suck my dick. <laughs> so the... He didn't suck his dick. Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> he so... will after. It's fine. <laughs> so the um, nuclear diamond batteries, it uses nuclear waste um, to create self-recharging batteries um it utilizes um it extracts isotopes from nuclear waste um, and places them into a battery containing artificial diamonds which create a current whenever exposed to radiation um and it generates electricity on its own you do not have to charge these batteries but it has to be exposed to radiation right so you're you're using sort of risk you're using the um nuclear waste which is already uh radioactive you know carbon 14 for example Mm -hmm. Um, and those similar isotopes um, from nuclear waste, and you're placing these in batteries. Of course, there is safety things involved, where the casing of the battery is. It it's now lead. It does, you will get lead poisoning. It doesn't allow. <laughs> it doesn't allow the radiation through. So there's radiation shielding. Okay. It keeps all the radiation inside, and it co- it creates a current. Have they created this, this already? Like a viable yes, device? Yes. NDB, that NDB is currently is, that size? is currently researching all the articles all this I can right see now. are either locked behind a paywall or very uh, sensationalized. So I don't. So I'm, I'm skeptical. So I went to the website of NDB where they show. Oh you yeah, the, the company who's trying to sell it. Interesting. Uh, they're Interesting. not selling. They it wouldn't yet. hide anything. They are. Right? They're not selling it yet. It's they're, not the commercial market. It. It's not the commercial market. So yet. these people are basically going to market a product which they can sell. Yeah, as the purview of any company. Question. So, sounds like so they, just, they don't want it to work. Sounds so like they're just trying to. When you go for investors. like a review of something, you look on videos of YouTube. Do you like people who are sponsored by the people who they're trying to review a product from? 
um, ideally not, but I'm, I think, mm, I yeah, think ideally I think, not. Why so, is that? Yes. I want to create a, a company where the product doesn't work and then fail as a business. Sometimes it's true. Like solar freaking roadways. Yeah. <laughs> They're exactly retarded. like them. They're retarded. Exactly but like the solar a, roadway this retards. A, this is a principle that is uh, less stupid than that. Uh, it is viable. They have done so testing. I do, I do have a question. Shit like that. I do have a question for you. So you, you, the diamonds, you said they're artificial diamonds, right? How are we going to have cheap wedding rings if we're using all our artificial diamonds for <laughs> batteries? Stop buying into the scam of diamonds. Hmm. Maybe no, instead artificial. of buying a wedding ring, you should just not marry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't marry, That's man. That's all the debate. Yeah. You know, ring pops work, right? But yeah, uh, given uh, enough research and development time, these batteries could revolutionize the way that we use batteries. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And we could see the way of, you know, can't wait to be 30 when they come out. Batteries being kind yeah, of when they come change out in forever. 25 years. Yeah, who I knows the price wait. points? These are still being developed. The Look, technology man, is coming out. Lithium says that this isn't going to um, happen. And there is there is there is not a lot of information on exactly how much voltage you can get out of these batteries or the current. So this yeah, is all yeah. part of the R and D phase. But they have made headways in the ability to create. Current. Yeah, when they say that this is a 28,000 year lifespan. Uh, it's the half life of the radioactive ice. So batteries, like normal batteries, have like a 10 year lifespan. They do. Double A batteries have a ten year lifespan. It doesn't mean that they Where are you hold buying charge. These batteries? I mean they do hold charge for ten years. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they can be in use for ten years. Correct. So when they say, Oh, it's a twenty eight thousand year lifespan, that right, doesn't but mean the, anything. The mechanism in which this is creating electricity and it using electricity it doesn't is mean completely it, different. It's like irrelevant information. No, it is one hundred percent true because lithium ion battery is the biggest like, problem. I'm not, gonna be able run my fucking, I'm not gonna be able to run my aim point for twenty eight thousand years, I don't think. Probably not, because yeah. your aim point is garbage and will die before that no okay so the ultimate point here is that the mechanism that gives us the 10-year lifespan for lithium-ion batteries is the fact that lithium-ion batteries chemically age over time with this you rely on the radio isotope probably carbon 14 yeah but and even the half-life of that which is 28,000 years the 10-year lifespan on like what is it zinc whatever bullshit batteries lithium ion you're talking about like no, the not necessarily are you talking okay. about well, the containment the current, of the, the current best technology we have for batteries is lithium ion no the current rechargeable batteries we have are lithium ion right and normal normal double a ones are i think better they're just not rechargeable what's normal normal is like zinc, zinc or something. yeah no it's just There's, what's normal in general <laughs> uh, nickel fucking iron basically okay. Okay. what it, what batteries normally do is you have two different um Oh, thank, thanks for explaining how batteries work and charges. Do you know, all right, explain to me how it works. Do you I'm know just, how it works? Yeah, charges. 
Chargers. <laughs> so you have a difference in you have charges. a difference in, is, is potential a difference in charges. You create you, you create a, a current path, and they and yeah. You have a difference in potential energy between yeah. two pieces of metal, basically, and then you connect them with an electrolyte solution. So also, because I really want to, I really want to start fires right voltage. now because Walker oh. is really just in the mood. While, while we're um, yeah, uh, electricity moves because of the electric fields. That are made around the wires. Cool. Anyway, what's next on the docket? It's not while, because, while we're while we're talking about things moving pushing. because of electricity, uh, the Navy recently did another test for their R and D railgun. Just how big can their dildos? Look, get? lasers. No, they they, lasers they, did, they actually did another R and D test so for their for the railgun. Electromagnetic and, field. Uh, it recently went through twenty four four foot slabs of concrete out to a range twenty four. Four foot thick concrete slabs. You're talking yes. about a laser? No, it was a rail gun. It oh. shot a metal spike through 24. I thought they stopped, four Ooh, I thought they stopped the bullshit with rail guns like and a couple years ago. They, they gave up on it. Haven't, they still haven't figured out how to shoot it without it killing Destroying itself. Destroying itself? Yeah. 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 I thought this but was like, this, it this is has more been powerful a thing since now. So, I mean, if you need that one shot, That's and good. That, that, was, that was only. Um, the distance from the actual uh, spike inside the chamber. Do you know what EMF means? To electromagnetic field? No. Well, yes, but yeah. electromotive force. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so like I was that's, saying, that's why. The, the, it, the, the initial distance. The circuit tries to make itself as big as possible. The initial distance between the spike inside the chamber to the first concrete slab was like 150 feet. And then the concrete slabs after that were all 25 feet apart. These cool. rail guns, last time I figured them, were um, range of like 100 nautical miles, right? Yeah, something like that. Fucking yeah. crazy Just with no boom. explosives. Okay. Uh, let's go into the meat and potatoes part two. Social and political debates. There is no justification for the war on terror. Yes, there is. Next topic. If you don't want to be here, you can fuck Bush off. Bush did 9-11. Okay. Jet fuel doesn't melt still beams. Jet fuel. <laughs> oh, goody. Here we are again. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yes, of course there is. Yeah, where's uh, Hayes when you need him? <laughs> right, yeah. The war on terror is, Someone call Hayes. is a thing. Call him. Um, it's, it's a losing war. Um, well, technically, in te- Iraq, in we've life won. and money. Because, all right, so Afghanistan mm. didn't go so well. You can blame who you want to blame. Af- uh, Iraq, going perfectly. Government we installed is still there. They're, you know, I mean, they're stable enough to mount expeditionary uh, operations. Was it, was it worth the life, the life loss and the money that we spent? What, of like a thousand people? Probably. I don't know. To someone <laughs> it is. Well, you got to think about the after effects too. People with PTSD. Well, I mean, stuff, so right? the issue with Afghanistan is we were basically like you nation joined, building. You joined the army, and, right? Your job is to give options to the politicians in charge of kinetic force base. We didn't lose right? a single armored but, but vehicle. But why are combat. we there? That's that's the question. That's because it's the politicians have interest. decided that you are going to be there and that's what the military's okay. for. If you so, don't want to be in the military, that's fine. I'm not sure about but you that's folks, what the military's but for. But I am currently reading the Afghanistan Papers, which is a yeah. marvelous book which details in in detail exactly um what we were doing in Afghanistan. Why we were there. And the answer is, we had no idea what we were doing in Afghanistan. Exactly. People say that always oh, to fight terrorism. No, this is like in situ when people were given the order to go into Afghanistan. They had no idea what they were doing. There was no goal. And then it developed into nation building. There was a whole time when the first, when the Afghanistan first started. They didn't even conflict, know why we were there. In Afghanistan, when we first started, there was very little hope. A lot of, lot of casualties, a lot of damage. Um, and then after the year, we started succeeding. Mm. And it got better and better and better. And then that evolved into nation building, where we were trying to make a third world country into a first world country 
and bring democracy to it, which to a people that did not want democracy at all. So at, at the end of the day, they say it was the war on terror. No, Iraq really was the war on terror. Afghanistan, really which, no reason by the way, we should have been Iraq there. still going strong. Yeah, and this is the thing is... But why, why are we fighting these wars overseas in these countries that don't need us? So that they don't happen closer to our home shores. Yeah. That's literally it. When you have to... When you, well, let's be when realistic. You look at the military, we're all, we're, you look at what the military is we're for. We're only creating more enemies, right? Are we? Are we fighting enemies that we're would have become problems later? I mean, of we're all killing, the people... We're killing their parents and, and then they create more, um, more hostile kids who want to grow up and try to come back and get us you know? not if you kill enough well of them. i mean so this so take this for example in afghanistan um <laughs> i think the average that's age, just wiping out everyone then the average age in somebody for in afghanistan was around what 20 or 30 years 20 years old yeah so a lot of those people a vast majority of afghanistan had no idea what it was like to live under the taliban they had no idea yeah their country was objectively better when we were there it was objectively better. Yeah, and then they all lived in villages and stuff. They weren't even connected to. Yeah, it was. That's what you get the, from a third like, world country. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get. The main cities or like the but this capitals. Is, this is the this is the thing is now that we've left. One now there are thirteen service members dead because of our garbage pullout of Afghanistan. Pullout um, game week. Pullout game week. Um, and now the Taliban is in full swing. Uh, they are the pseudo government. Um, they're bringing back terrible policies like you know flogging women whenever you see their anything right that kind of shit um you know raping everything 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 that was awful 25 years ago is now back and so now do those people look at america pleasingly they probably looked at us better when we were there because we they now understand truly what we were holding at bay now with that gone and the protections that we provided. And now the Taliban reign is just so many more people and they actually appreciate oh, us this time. But now the Taliban oh. reign is, is far exceeded because they, they were able to idea. gather more support in more people. You know what wasn't covered by the news? After we pulled out of Afghanistan, Biden launched cruise missiles and uh, like killed like hundreds of civilians. I mean, we kill, we kill hundreds of civilians daily with drone strikes, but nobody wants to talk about that. Drone yeah, strikes thanks, are Obama. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. I like Obama, but uh, the drone strikes, definitely not great. Okay, moving on. Free speech is non-negotiable. Yeah, free speech is non-negotiable. You should be able to say whatever you want, and the government shouldn't be able to punish even you for it. Even if it's social repercussions One at a time, one at a time, one at a time. I don't think that the government should have any say in what you say. However, like we were talking about earlier, with like the social aspect of it, if I start going around saying racist things, I would kind of expect people to not accept that and not want to interact with me, which is a social mm -hmm. uh, repercussion. But I don't think the government should be able to arrest you for thoughts or should you allow should be you should you be able uh, allowed to have a platform that you can speak and gain followers and uh, stuff for that type of stuff? Yeah, because it's up to people yeah. to make the decision to listen. And I think ultimately, social repercussions i mean frankly let's just be entirely honest here okay racism in america is nowhere near the problem it was 50 60 years ago racism in america is not socially acceptable i think that is 100 percent true and anyone who says otherwise i want 
Give me a reference. And I guarantee you everyone will be like, yeah, that's racist. That's not good. So, and because racists lose their jobs, they lose their lives. Yeah. So where is the socially acceptable part of any of that, right? I mean, I think so there's definitely communities where it is acceptable. Right, 100%. Not, not even looking at racism, right? Like, let's say that I had the platform of, I think we should kill everyone above the age of 50 because they're no longer useful to society. Now, there might yeah. be people who agree with me, right? And I can go around, but I can go around, I can run the circuits, you know, I can say things, I can go give speeches, and everything but at the end of the day it is up to the people of the united states as to whether or not they want to listen to me okay as but to whether or not they want to actually what, enact. say you're going around saying these things but you're not doing it but people who are following and listening to you and being like well he said that's what we should do so i'm only doing what he's saying yeah. okay Those so are, there's a difference between saying i hate black people and going out and killing black people right yeah but one of them as a one of those one, one of those is free speech. Legal, yeah and one of those is an opinion that's not socially acceptable. Yeah, the idea that we don't have any laws regarding free speech is fundamentally untrue. Inciting violence is against the law, and you will go to yeah. jail. Now, for I don't think that there should be any laws against freedom of speech. And I think for democracy's sake, right, like you have democracy, right? It's literally the people deciding what's best for them by majority rule, right? I think and it's the majority of people. Because it, it, it is. It because is. Because the uneducated will easily dangerous. fall into whatever but kind you know of what, spill you know you're what speaking. I think is more dangerous? The government being able to decide what is okay to think and what is not okay to think. So I think that yeah, we should have an extreme level of freedom of speech. Welcome to but Canada. That, welcome to Australia. But I think that yeah. there welcome should to the be UK. a social responsibility of what do we as a society of Americans think is okay to believe, right? And then socially... But at one point that was dangerous because... At one point, what society agreed was okay was slavery, uh, or the society agreed okay was black or white only. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then they decided it wasn't okay And then society at large fought a war, the bloodiest war in American history. That was not over over slavery. Yes, it was. That was was over the amount of money that the South was making because of slavery. Yeah, yeah, if you want to say it was... I'm very sure it was ending slavery. It was not. It was, it was, it's bullshit. It was about the money that came from slavery, question mark. They were exploiting. You just, you just said it's about slavery. No, they were were exploiting the slaves. The South was exploiting slaves and making money, right? The North was mad about that. And the, the North was slavery. The North was, wasn't freedom they were of speech. Fighting, they That's were fighting to end it because the North was they mad. making the money. The North was mad because it was a unfair and disgusting practice no, it wasn't, that the rest of the world was doing. And they were getting that money no, through ill because, because they were because, profiting. Because it, was, it, got it had up, nothing to do to about this, the people that were... I want to stress very strongly that this is not my opinion. I just want to see Ford's reaction to this sentence. <laughs> okay. I want it like, again, this is not my opinion. I just want to see what Ford's reaction to the sentence is. I wish slavery never happened because then there'd be no black people in America. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I'm sure a lot of black people think the same thing. I mean, I don't think they want to be here either so, with all this racism but happening. Where would that where would that be cited from? Because what? I mean, I guess I, I mean, think yeah, we're personally, taught, we're taught in pers- school that it, it was to end slavery, but it wasn't about the slaves themselves. It was about the profit. Yeah, that I believe the South was. I hurt. believe Lincoln said that if he could have uh, ended the whole issue with out getting rid of slavery he would have it just happened to be like a platform to run on it okay was, well, it was a nice coincidence that I, it helped slaves I think, I but think, it wasn't about helping them i think those kind of necessary. points unless it's hard written down is just i mean it, introspect it's it, just it, it is it, and it's, it's because we've been we've been indoctrinated to believe something else but if you actually go and look and do the research uh, uh, many historians talk about that and they say the civil war wasn't about ending slavery it was about the money that the South was getting and the North wasn't getting. Well, if the if the South was getting so much money, then why the fuck did they lose the war? 
because oh, they, suck, they suck at fucking fighting. Trains. That, that's what they it was. They didn't actually suck at fighting. They sucked at industrial shit. Like, it was becoming but a where, point. Where's all the money? How can you suck at industrial well, shit but see, have all having, the money? Having money is not the same as having industry. Not Like, being able to build railroads so you can move troops around is not the same as having enough money to Well, you to, have all those slaves who can people. build you those railroads. Yeah, do they know how? Railroads aren't just something you can do. You have to, like, have people who know how to build them. And apparently, slaves weren't what, able was, to learn. Apparently, you know? that, was that was the kind Chinese. Of a, kind of thing, yeah, so they weren't yeah, able yeah, to, bit. to group apparently. and they were just to... They were just, you know, dumb labor. That's yeah. That's what it was. But and ultimately, the money was based on basically making a uh, plantation economy. They made I, I would like to see one of and those they things. got money. So they had a fuck ton of money, but it was all towards like everything. All the infrastructure was towards making tobacco or cotton or something like Let that. Let me see something fancy. I want to see something. Anyway, I think that you should have unlimited freedom of speech and that people should decide what is socially acceptable, but the government should not. Because when the government starts to decide things, and you can get arrested for thinking the wrong thing. Then the government can say, Hmm, well, criticizing the government's wrong think. Maybe we I, just arrest I, them. I agree with that. I agree with that. So that that's it, way, it's, a, it's a dangerous precedent. It, it, it's, it's a very da- dangerous precedent. It's very dangerous. And I think that we should go enough in the other direction that it's maybe dangerous a little bit in the other way. But it's like, so I understand why people don't want people to yeah. be able to have racist thoughts. But the thing is that you can't stop people from having racist thoughts. Yeah. And we, as a society, we have to be able to do better. Yeah, and we do. We have check to, each other. We have to be able to police our own communities. Exactly. But not with like literal police, but like that guy thinks things that I don't like, so I don't want to associate with him. And then yeah. you stop associating with them. Yeah, don't there shouldn't allow him be to legal your work in your business, or don't allow him to come to this establishment or whatnot. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the way that I think. Okay. Yes, it does say that it was about economic and political power for between North and South. I did know that. so so at the end of 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 this whole issue right the idea that a government Mm -hmm. can dictate what can be said and what can't i it's happening now with the ministry of truth it that's what's happening right now it is government control over what information can be spread and what information can be said. That is terrifying. That is not democracy. And that kind of what spurred Elon Musk to take over Twitter is because he saw that happening at a drastic level. And, you know, it would have changed the outcome of the election if Twitter was was not biased and held true to that Hunter Biden laptop story. If they didn't come up with 100,000 votes for Biden in several key states randomly. Yeah. Then that probably would have had an you know, an impact. We're we talking about voter fraud or uh, yeah, illegal ballots. Is that, is that what we're talking yeah, about? We're now? Talking about voter oh, fraud now. <laughs> we're digressing. So, huh? <laughs> but, but no, I think that the freedom of speech is inalienable. It is 100% in your purview and whatever social ramifications there are, mm-hmm. embrace them. There should not be any governmental. There should not be any, uh, fucking state ramifications for it. It should be social. I agree. And I agree. With, with social freedom, pressures, there comes, there comes its uh, challenges. There can be many things that are changed through social powers and social pressures, and that is one of them. Free speech, you have uh, there, to worry about yes, people saying things s- that you don't agree with. Exactly. I think that, I mean, that's kind of what drives change, is people talking mm-hmm. about how can we make something better. And what doesn't conduce itself to fucking progress is a echo chamber where, in large part, you know, it is. Well, where do you think echoing. in social, uh, like social platforms like Twitter, 
Well, they're a business. Don't they have the right to make their own? No, their that's rules? just it. They're no. they're well, why not? They're not a business. Um, well, they are. Technically, I mean, they 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 make money off of ads. Technically, true. Other they stuff. do make money, but they have this beautiful thing called Section Two Thirty, uh-huh. which gives them complete non-liability to things published on their platform. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are you are Twitter. Right. Yeah. Somebody says uh, some obscene racist shit. Right. The state or the the federal government is not going to prosecute you for that because yeah. you have this beautiful thing that the government made for social media, Section Two Thirty. It basically gives them zero liability well, for up- things that are published yeah, on the what if they don't because want that people because, saying that on their their, because their site. Then you shouldn't have Section Two Thirty because now you're a publisher. Mm-hmm. Publishers okay. like like the New York Post, yeah, Washington Post, all those other places, blogs are not covered by Section Two Thirty because they are not. I forget the legal terms that the government use, where they're like a a public platform or a public forum, whatever, where not just anybody can come in. They have to be vetted. They work for the company and they post the shit and that's all the content. And they have to fact check everything. And whether or not they do or not, that's not the purview. It's just they are responsible for whatever they put on their newspapers, their sites. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google are completely mean to that. And this is the problem I have. Okay, you're against... against, um people um being censored or whatever on these sites right what about having these uh these three party sources third party sources that they have that will fact check stuff and be like hey if you click on this this has some factual incorrect They're, stuff and this is where you can see where to find it what do you think they, about that? they in practice have been choose to be shitty and also completely biased anyone who lies should be put to death they they are 100 all those Babylonians fact checkers right. are very death obviously and lying. critically left-leaning they don't care about facts at all is it, it's 100 is, it, is, it, is, is there statistics on that uh no it's just anything that you it's just, can see just what you and think cross-reference see yeah. see i don't believe anytime i see a fact-checking thing i don't believe it because and i think everyone should have this ability is you go on google you go on bing you go on any other search engine every search engine mm-hmm. and you search this stuff up and you cross-reference. And that's how you can dictate what is more likely to be true or false. Yeah. With, I mean, I definitely think there's with, a lot of uneducated people out there with stories to do fact-checking. They just read something with, and they go run with it. With the stories, for example, the fact-checkers really ran with this one. The Hunter Biden laptop story? Yeah. Just were outright saying it was false or just outright saying it's I false. I honestly don't know much about that. But oh, yeah. Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, it, there were like five laptops now that we know of that contained information on foreign corruption and mm-hmm. foreign dealings with yeah. the Biden administration and his son as his proxy to get money from other the governments I mean, as well as like yeah he does that but let's, pornographic things let's, with his niece let's pretend that uh no other government official does that right left or right side right but they're, when, they're all but, in the pockets of someone but some gov- some 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 sort of business or something like that uh why do you think they yeah, have so much y- money you know what president wasn't like that really Trump are you sure about that? Yeah. I mean, because uh, he was in our pocket. He was in the American people's pocket. He was also pocket. in the Russians' pocket. No, he wasn't. I mean, they See, were backing that was, him so hard. That was right? also a story that was factually proven to be false um because he was but you see, he was trying to be But you see a lot of people who are around him who worked for him who are being charged with fraud or being charged with corruption. Who? who? I mean, uh, because what, all Paul Manafort, Rudy Giuliani, because, because all those cases had fallen through. They've they been, haven't fallen. They've through. tried to remove them from office, just like how people were trying to impeach Trump twice and I'm failed sure every Paul time. Paul Manafort went to prison because the it might have, but the idea and Rudy of, Giuliani's looking at prison because the idea of people um, of Trump being a Russian pawn or whatever 
Um, I mean, I think in that instance, I don't think he was knowingly doing stuff uh, for them, but I think what, they were manipulating then, him. Then I would ask what policies but were put I think in place people around for Russia. Him, people around him definitely were, and there's... Who? Like, what did they do in office? What policy did they push that made Russia better than America? Exactly. But everything those, falls all through. stuff that you don't know because we're not we're not following these trials and what's going we're not seeing right. these in the public so, eye what's happening you know to these why people. why is it that Ghislaine maxwell's court case is not being covered but for some reason the entire united states of america has to give a fuck about johnny depp and because, ever heard because there's stuff to hide there's people exactly there's and high, guess people who they belong to judges all the etc senators guess who, who are, they belong who to worked with them guess who they belong to who don't say the Democrats. The left. No, yes. no, no, no. It's the left and the right. Probably, but uh, there's a why is why is the gut why is the group that has the most control of the I think we can all agree that the left has the most control over social media and the networks, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. They had the most why social we, push. Yes. Why don't we hear anything about that? Why is no outlet covering that Glenn Maxwell case? Why because is it's not a favorable outcome for the left or so the right at, at any point? At any point, right? So the idea you that don't, you don't see you don't see people on the right, uh, like senators and stuff like that. Hey, why don't we see this case? Why aren't we? Why aren't we? Why aren't we following this? Why aren't we watching this? Because they know they're they could be exposed too. Well, or people they work for are going to be exposed, his name? or people they benefit from will be exposed. What's his name? Fucking. Uh, there's a guy who is a, rep, a Republican. I think he's in the Senate or the House. Mm -hmm. um, and he's being accused of, of sexual assault um, and rape. And the court case is falling through quick because mm -hmm. there is no evidence, no justifiable evidence, and it's just a waste of time. What, what does he have to do with this, though? What do you mean? Is, is of, of these cases that why we don't hear about is because they have such little substance yeah. that they're just thrown out to try and ruin somebody's career and well, they do you think end up failing. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell I, I, is I think I think Ghislaine Maxwell is, is is probably uh, a lot to do with Epstein definitely yeah. in his tragic island I think there's a whole lot there but who knows I'm not in the courtroom yeah like there's and that should be covered we have this we have fucking Johnny Depp and Amber Heard televised 24-7 yeah but nothing about that and that's the one I think biggest that's, thing that's a huge problem it's a huge problem and I I think that that with Section 230, right, and with the whole idea of freedom of speech is that any platform that does not remove con – that removes content that is not already covered by law, i.e. inciting to violence, should be charged. They should be held legally liable because they are utilizing Section 230 to get complete immunity, and then they're also removing content from their platform as they see fit, acting like a publisher, so they're double dipping. They're getting the best of both worlds. And that's wrong. That's not freedom of speech. Twitter is a hellhole where freedom of speech goes to die. Have you been on Twitter lately? Yeah, it's a lot people, better. People say because, crazy shit. Because it, I, I it, love it, though, because, because it, the it's, funny shit it's been taken over. It's, it's much better now. But you saying, and this is coming out, Facebook was also um, kind of up in the ringers for with Congress yeah. for deliberately silencing conservative views yeah twitter i, I think the that's same wrong way. i don't think you should be silencing viewpoints from other sides that you don't agree with and i do think that's wrong right i think that the freedom, I mean, freedom of speech it, it applies be, as walker has it. said freedom of speech applies for as walker has said 
but also it applies to platforms. You as a platform who are under Section 230 do not have the right to remove or limit the visibility of any content on your platform unless it directly in, it, uh, conflicts with already established law. Yeah, and but I think the problem while, with doing while we're that on the topic of you know uh, these companies, you know, limiting what you can say, and you know, just ultimately, as you said, double dipping and doing what I mean I consider it to be wrong. I'm sure you already said that you do, and I'm sure a lot of people would find wrong net neutrality. Should be restored? Are we how how we how we feel about it? Yes, I skipped over your dumbass topic. Fuck you. It's fine. Why don't we go back to uh what keeps planes aloft? No, we can do that at the end. We skip into the end. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what keeps planes aloft? It's air. Next topic. Well, we're on free speech. We're talking about fucking online things. Let's continue the online thing, and then we'll get to planes at the end when we talk about alternative energy. I don't know whose podcast this is anymore. I think that's we, fine. I think we ours, comrade. Yeah. I think we've beaten free speech. Yeah. To a pulp. Yeah. Net neutrality um, or marijuana. How about our, our new guest decides, Jason? Uh, I'd like to talk about marijuana reform and the war on drugs. Okay, let's do it. Right, Go on to start cool. us off. Okay. So I think the war on drugs was a bullshit war. Um, way way too costly, and the outcome is still not in in the favor of the government. See, here's the thing. We didn't put enough into it. We should have found out where the drug labs are in Mexico and then fired ballistic well, missiles no, at them. <laughs> the problem is the government was working put with ballistic, Mexico and yeah, Colombia and ballistic stuff like Ballistic missiles into the CIA. drug labs. Yeah, they were making we money out of this. We should have annexed Mexico. People don't like illegal immigration? Cool. Make Mexico well, part of America. <laughs> now everyone's happy. Go all the way down to Panama. But, kill everyone. But, but to talk, talk about marijuana like reform, normal right? People, I love kill the, kill the kill criminals. Kill everyone but normal people. <laughs> Leave the normal people So alive. I love the war on drugs <laughs> because it proves okay. an excellent point. Just because you make something illegal doesn't mean it just disappears. True. And you already know where I'm going yeah. with this. Gun control. Gun, gun control, yeah. We already, just we because know. you make something illegal doesn't make it go away. But for some reason, guns and marijuana are different, but right? Let, well, let's talk about marijuana. Is it really bad for you? No. I mean, they, they've they've okay. found all they've done all these studies, especially in Canada where it's legal. They've they found all of these drugs and um well safe drugs to help people, and people. Th- they found the effects of marijuana isn't really as dangerous as all these other Schedule One drugs. Right, one hundred percent agree. However, I have not met a single person who smoked marijuana mm-hmm. young in life, say middle yeah. school and high school throughout their development. And had an IQ above maybe 120 yeah. or 130. Okay. I think that to say that it doesn't have 80. Let, let's say hypothetically 80. I did because I didn't because I'm in the army. But hypothetically, if I did and I am here now, what would you say to that? Then you're an outlier among all the other marijuana My major point with that, that sentiment was that to say that it doesn't have any outright effect on people. Oh, yeah, we, well, it's, it's, it's been found yeah, several yeah. times I to have developmental issues yeah, yeah, if yeah. used so in the development, developmental stage. Developmental it issues. should be controlled like alcohol yeah. or something like that. I think well, that's, you shouldn't that have to it. be said. It, we, we've found many times that the developmental stage ends differently for a lot of people. Well, yes, females age, and males. For yeah. men, it's t- yeah. 25. 20, yeah, it's 25 and then a 22 for females. Yeah. 
So but if my major purview is the mental development, when does yeah. mental development necessarily stop? Because that, that's that what we're 25 about. The, is the physical. Develop, the, yeah, the physical development of your brain stops at 25 and 22, respectively. And introducing those chemicals from marijuana would definitely hinder those yeah. development. Yeah. So if you're going to legalize makes chemical changes, if yes. you're going to legalize marijuana, like a lot of places have. A lot of places have set that age limit at 21. Yeah. Sort of when you can buy it, the, which they, I, they I actually, disagree with. Actually, I think it should be older. I should be. I think it should be 25, 26. Well, maybe that, even 20. Well, I think you should change? be an adult at one age. You should be well, like yeah, exactly because you can join 18. the military yeah. at 17. You right. can smoke cigarettes at 18. 21. Well, now. Yeah, 21 so, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they turn to 21 because because of marijuana is legal. Yeah. You so can go die for your age. country at 17, but you but can't have you can't a drink or smoke. Or smoke. So it's, that's ridiculous. I think the drinking age should, should be 18. Be... I think the smoking age should be 18 for any kind of thing that you could smoke. If you're an adult, you are like, a adult. Yeah, you don't yeah. just you get be half an adult. of the word. You're not an adult. Yeah. And I agree with that. If you're going to make something legal for an adult age, for one thing, it all has to be standardized across the board. If you can vote, you can smoke and you can drink because you're voting on policies that affect those things. Exactly. Yeah. Not that it affects if, me anymore. If, if you're gonna but. if you're gonna go with that logic in the terms of if you can vote, then you can smoke, drink, whatever. Then I think the voting age should also be raised up, raised. Uh, I mean, I'm not entirely uh, opposed to raising that, the voting another, age either. That's uh, another conversation. The, the, the amount of the amount of people who that I went to high school with that like they they were 18 their senior year, like they weren't even out of high school, but they were voting on topics that they didn't even really know anything about. And usually they're siding with their parents, correct? Exactly. Because yeah, that's they how side they were, with they, their parents. Yeah, where they were indoctrinated, where they have no actual worldview on things. And exactly. They been able to uh, like, gain they that knowledge. Ex- yeah, they haven't been able to experience the world for themselves. Exactly. They've just been, they only know what they've been taught. So I, I personally think that the voting age should be 21 when you've had a couple of years to get out of the house, to form your own opinions, yeah. to and educate I, I yourself. Think, I think marijuana has uh, affected... Uh, disproportionately lower income uh, communities and you see a lot of people in prison well, kind of in the uh, same way that alcohol does too like well, yeah. alcoholism well, yeah, exactly. is also like but, substance abuse of any form but, uh, but i'm saying more like prevalent with uh, this income. type of substance abuse you have a criminal record that comes with it right and then back in the 90s when they um yeah back in the 90s when they had that three strike rule with uh bill clinton it fucking devastated communities right because you have people going away for non-violent crimes for the rest of their life after three 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 offenses, three minor offenses of carrying grams of, grams of marijuana. Thank you, Trump, for yeah. prison reform. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I yeah. I I agree that that's kind of fucked that's up. something that yeah. I don't know I, about. And, they, and they've actually what? come out and said, prison, the prison you know, Bill Clinton himself and others who who um, worked on that bill said we were wrong for this. But what have they done to change it? Joe Biden, for one, he said I was wrong for when I did that, and he he ran on this whole. A platform that he was going to reform marijuana and then he yeah. he backtracks on it and says oh uh yeah we're not sure we haven't done enough research on that it's Bullshit. amazing it's amazing are you ready for this too and you already know this right uh, i mean it took so kamala harris probably more responsible for putting more people in jail uh, yes for because marijuana. she was a judge in yeah. california so there you go thank you now she's vice, pre- and vice how, president how, how do you expect someone who did that to actually fix the problem joe biden who is come also on. in office during this whole time during obama's administration did nothing to help and it took trump to come in here and do the first ever prison reform yeah where he allowed those people who are non-violent just possessors of yeah. marijuana but, there, but there just hasn't been enough on a federal level for enough people who to be let go. You know, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I think it should be no longer a controlled substance yeah. and scheduled 
Yeah, it should be federally legal. Well, it should be controlled in the same way that, like, alcohol is controlled. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, I'm talking about the the federal level of uh, a schedule. So I I don't believe it should be illegal for – because I don't think that things I disagree with necessarily should be illegal because I wouldn't smoke weed. But I don't think that it should be something that people go to jail for. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it should be treated like alcohol. If you're 21, you you think about cigarettes or something like that. That stuff literally causes you cancer, but you can you could smoke it fine, no problem. Why? Because those big companies. The federal government is starting the paperwork to ban menthol cigarettes. It's it's just just bullshit. Um, Also, on the topic of marijuana and marijuana distribution specifically, um, in legalized states such as Colorado, Washington, etc., dispensaries are not allowed to be connected to the federal banking system. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you go to a dispensary, you can only pay in cash. You cannot wire them a check with your debit card or credit card. And also, another problem... So every single piece of income that they they get is all cash. And that includes um, if they need to buy more product from from a producer. That has to be in cash. And you know what's great? They still get taxed. They still get taxed. Which should be illegal. And they have all these crazy... um, In different states, they have different rules and different... um, uh, things you different have to varying go. amounts you can carry well, how no, much I'm you're not allowed to buy about i'm talking about to start a business right oh, so they yeah, have different true. um different rules and regulations um you have to spend insane amount of money just to start up because you have to get all these special licenses and it's just it's it's, it's ridiculous that's also one of the reasons you don't see um chain marijuana stores in terms of like where in, in multiple states, states where they're legalized they like there's not going to be a dispensary in colorado that also has a location in washington and that sells the same product because yeah. they have they're they're regulated the regulations yeah, are still federally illegal yeah, yeah. so th- i mean that's another problem the war on drugs failed moving on yes, to our did. science fact number two um it's air we truly don't understand air. exactly what keeps air moving aloft. down and uh, third law now it's air. walker loves aviation and wants to think that we have a much better understanding than what we do but i'm going to read you something we pretty okay? much do so uh, well, i can go to the sink the flawed cl- get it get a spoon we'll go to the sink the and we'll look at the water classics. changing direction the flawed classics and you will shut the fuck up and listen no i won't actually so we have burner theorem right now it's time for the podcast filibuster as if applied, i keep talking and nobody can hear him as applied so, to an airplane now that ring, i keep talking i have to think of something to talk about you know what i hate i hate the you're gonna mute me now. <laughs> it's okay. What if we're here to another filibuster rule? Let's talk about that. He took over my microphone. Why did he take my microphone? So we have <laughs> Bernoulli's theorem as well as uh, new. Say that name again. Bernoulli's theorem. Slower. So, so as applied to an airplane <laughs> wing, technically called an airfoil, Bernoulli's, the- Bernoulli's theorem attempts to explain lift as a consequence Bernoulli's of the wing's curved upper surface. The idea is that because of this curvature, the air traveling across the top of the wing moves faster than the air moving along the bottom, the wing's bottom surface, which is flat. Bernoulli's theorem says that the increased speed it atop the wing in rockets. is associated with a region of lower pressure there, which is lift. But although Bernoulli's theorem is largely correct, there are several reasons that the principle does not constitute a complete explanation of lift. Air friction. Come so on. So here's the thing. It is- if you look at the top of the wing, right, like the air goes up and mm-hmm. then it goes down and it comes off the trailing edge of the wing going down. Yeah, creating a pressurized system. Well, where- no, not creating a pressurized system, but for 
like a large amount of air, you're pushing like liters and liters and liters of air. Well, like that so was when, I say, when I say question. pressurized system, right? It changes question the pressure you, around the actual the actual device itself, right? So you have you have a different amount of air resistance on one side versus the other, right? So Cox, that's what, I have a question for you. That's what helps keep the plane afloat, um, yeah, essentially, the right? Air, it changes the air being forced it. in yeah, a downward position it, also actually. basically just, it, it's Newton's third law. Yeah. The air moving down makes the airplane move up. So yeah. pretty much, um, the, the, they're, they're that saying... That would be great if the only the air was only coming from the top of the wing. So Seeing as how you also have air on the bottom of the wing. Okay. That's what the air on the bottom of the wing air. doesn't go up. It also okay, goes down. Okay, well, I... you. You you interrupt me when I was like one fifth of the way through. Yeah, that's so cool. You will wait. I'm sorry May that you retarded. My question. Yes, hopefully guys. we'll yeah, see. I hope so too. Um, so pretty much Gravity, from, from, from what I gathered um, from that theorem um, was they they don't understand it because like of I don't think time is real. They they, they don't understand how like faster moving air would have more pressure to you it. Know that, uh, they they are not understanding else. of yeah, like dogs exist in like 120 fps. But so it's like slowed down. They they they're they're saying why in the but section. Okay. So 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 which is left? So but although Bernoulli's theorem is largely correct, there are several reasons that the principle does not constitute a complete explanation of lift. It is a fact of experience that air moves faster across a curved surface, but the theorem alone does not explain why this is so, Did or why write the, this, or why the higher velocity the atop United the wing. United States Air Force, I believe, but, uh, they believe in the downdraft theory, which is like basically the air moves down, so the airplane moves up. Very simple, very easy to understand. But the good. theorem alone does not explain why this is so, or why the higher velocity atop the wing brings lower pressure along with it. And You're practically speaking, they don't understand an physics. Airplane with yeah. wings that have curved upper surfaces or even flat very surfaces good on, on top and bottom. Because like that's the whole point is like you make it lower pressure, it moves faster, and then you let it expand, and then it moves slower, but with higher pressure, then you, all of a sudden you have a rocket chucking kilograms of thrust out of it. Yeah, that's the same kind of thing with a with a airplane wing, but at the same time, downdraft probably has more of an effect. Were you Newton's really just con third law. confused about planes when you wrote this? No, yeah. it was just a neat thing that's <laughs> true, but. You know, pseudo intellectuals like Walker think, no, we understand the Air Force is never wrong. Look, here's the thing I make a weird teardrop shape, airplane move. Newton's third law. <laughs> Air has mass. Therefore, Newton's third law would say that the wing's downward push results in an equal and opposite push back upwards. This Newtonian account of lift applies to wings of any shape, curved or flat, symmetrical or not, and it holds for aircraft flying inverted or right side up, the critical feature being yeah, a crazy. suitable it's angle of attack. Like it's an for these reasons, sense. it is a more comprehensive and universally applicable explanation of lift than Bernoulli's. But taken by itself, the principle of action and reaction still fails to explain the lower pressure on top of the wing, which exists in the region irrespective of whether the airfoil is cambered or not. What if you could like just add these two, like because these aren't like mutually exclusive theories? Whoa! You just, Shut like, the say fuck that up for five together. minutes. No, because Shut up for five minutes. Of adding a third page is Wait. like, wow, just add two of them it together says, is retarded. It says, let's combine like them and, and see what, what, they both what work it is. Together. It's fine. Are you ready? This is understood. I'm reading it. Okay, you ready? New... So, so the issue is, is when you're explaining to people, I'm so glad you're so confident in your knowledge, but for the most part, is the greatest part about science is spreading that knowledge with other people. And when you have cunts like you who have done nothing but trample on this explanation, now people have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, yes, you're gay. Okay, and that's Good. free speech Thank for you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Codependency of lifts four elements. See, you're right. I'm explaining things. 
So what was the, the point of the first two for, fucking pages? For the to people. Just to say that, oh, wow, if you put them together, for, it makes sense. For the people that aren't you to learn. You to would learn make an awful science teacher. Laws. Do this. It work. But why? Shut the fuck up. It worked. That's <laughs> all on, you need to know. You should know this. Jesus Christ. Why are you in science class if you don't know science? So, <laughs> <laughs> as applied to an airplane wing, technically called an airfoil, Bernoulli's theorem attempts to explain lift as a consequence of the wing's curved upper surface. The idea is that because of this curvature, the air traveling across the top of the wing moves faster than the air along the bottom of the wing, which is flat. Bernoulli's theorem says that the increased speed atop the wing is associated with the region of lower pressure there, which is lift. But although McLean says that the reduced air pressure above and increased pressure below result from airfoil being completely surrounded by flowing air, this doesn't explain how the reduced pressure up top got there initially. Remember when that uh, whenever you edit this to like increase your voice's speed by like, like I don't know, 1.5% or 1.5 times? Yeah. How low pressure forms above the wing. So we have somebody who can theorize and answer the question of how low pressure forms above the wing. So Mark Drella, an expert on fluid dynamics, has attempted to address that evaded Newton and Bernoulli, how the low pressure zone or partial vacuum above the wing comes into existence. The air above the wing momentarily flows straight back, forming a void or vacuum. This vacuum will then strongly pull the air back down, filling in and thus eliminating most, but not all, of the vacuum. Just enough vacuum remains to pull the air into the curved path that follows the wing. And there's pictures, but this is a fucking podcast, so you can't see. Okay, moving on to the last segment. He doesn't want to discuss it because he knows it's just going to be me yelling at him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, it's almost like and the entire two first were Should we uh, encourage or useful. ban them? I have a fairly strong opinion on this one. It's a very uneducated opinion, I'll admit, but I do have a strong opinion on it. I believe that if we're going to have cryptocurrency, there should only be one. You can't stop me from making a second. I think you're Bitcoin right. I is can't. bullshit, can't. But, and so, it's fake money. You're right. I can't stop you from yeah, making a second, but I yeah. think you know what else if, is fake money? I think money. if Talk you're going to use one money. at a time. Shut up, Walker. Money is also fake money. Walker, shut up. Let Clark speak. Money's not real. For fuck's sake. If you're going to, like, you're right. I, like, you can't stop someone from making a cryptocurrency. But I think that if you're going to have a cryptocurrency or have a universal currency in general, it should obviously be universally no accepted. No such thing as universal and currency, but continue. Money is fake. Isn't it lovely? Countries have just different I, currencies, I so I don't know how you'd have a universal one, but yeah. So Bitcoin, anyways, um, I think uh, all those types of cryptocurrency are only made of value because people will put money into it. So, I mean, it's it's fake. It just, it's, is, just is the same as our government money. It's like money. any commodity. There's a yeah. limited amount, and the limited amount and the ease of producing it uh, basically it makes a function which determines how much it costs. There's a limited amount of uh, Bitcoin. So, when people want to buy Bitcoin, there's a limited amount. That means that there's a scarcity to that commodity. And now, all of a sudden, it's worth fucking $28,000 for some reason. So the idea of having there only being one um, That's not underlying like cryptocurrency is very interesting, and I believe it would just lend more in the way of government more easily regulating it, right? Um, the it's, idea it's of cryptocurrency, the idea of point. cryptocurrency, the idea of cryptocurrency being an actual, how do you say, like something that you would use at a Starbucks to buy a coffee. I think is pretty far-fetched because, and you know, they've tried this. Some companies have tried accepting 
cryptocurrencies for payment. I saw a Bitcoin ATM the other day. Yeah, I see one There's that, one in, in the, the local Safeway. gas station over here. There's yeah, one in the Safeway down the road. There's one. I, there, I've only it's ever seen neat. one in Iowa, and it was in the smallest mall in all of Iowa inside a store that I've never seen anyone in. It's a weird eldritch fucking yeah. horror place just popped up. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the so, idea behind cryptocurrency is that there can never just be one because someone can just make another one. I mean, it's the same purview of, you know. It's the same thing as if I said, hey, I could make a physical. I could make a. Yeah, you could make a physical currency if you could convince people to assign value to it. Then you could just walk around with pieces of paper that you wrote your name on. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. So like you could you could you could effectively just be like, hey, um, Bitcoin, that's our currency now. Like we're going to use Bitcoin for everything. Um, It's going to be universal throughout most countries, you know. Like that that's just how it is. And like, yeah, you could be like, yeah, well, I just made this new cryptocurrency and everyone would look at you like, yeah, well, we have Bitcoin that's universally accepted. I don't want to use your currency. It's it's very interesting because um I wrote an article many years ago about the blockchain and how cryptocurrencies work and stuff like that. Um mostly around Bitcoin, um, because it was the newfangled thing. Um I do not see for a very long time hopefully probably in my lifetime where cryptocurrency will be largely accepted like any other form of payment i'm not saying it happened because because um it is essentially like trading with a stock is essentially like i'm giving you a stock the inherent volatility of cryptocurrency alone warrants it and this is why there was a trial phase companies were starting to utilize this this um newfangled thing right bitcoin to accept payments for things um and lo and behold and if the market bitcoin crashed from after fifty-five thousand to like if 30. it crashed congrats now you're out of that money and there's Ew. nothing you can do about it well no, i i think i kind of think opposite i think it'll start being used more and not in like everyday consumer purchases but more in like the idea of the virtual world the metaverse as one one idea yeah, but it has where that's kind of where the currency would be used. It has the same issues, though. It has the same issues. Yeah, yeah. The issue is what is the difference? What is the difference? Yeah, it has the same issues. Is it would just be the same thing, but now virtual. Now the the volatility is still there, and now I actually don't have the thing that I paid for with it. Instead, it's this new couch that I have in my virtual apartment. You know, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, you can just as easily link your PayPal account to a fucking virtual thing, right? This is. More or less, I think cryptocurrencies, by and large, for the next, say, 20 years until Bitcoin ever, ever becomes stable, which I do not see. I do not see it ever becoming stable enough to where you might have a variance of a few cents every week. Like, it's just not happening. I don't see it happening in a very, very long time. Um, Until the stability of a cryptocurrency can become better, I don't see it becoming a normal commodity. Should it be encouraged? Yeah, why not? It's a stock. We encourage every other stock. It is a risk that you're willing to take. And if you win, congrats. If you lose, too bad. Um, do we want government necessarily getting their grimy hands on it? Probably not. Um, and now there was a law recently passed by Biden that requires uh, those those uh, brokers, uh, just parsing example here, Bitcoin or Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Robinhood now has to report your cryptocurrency transactions to the irs Mm -hmm. this is now bog standard they have to do that now by law 
So that's where you start running into. They so desperately want to get your hands on your money any way you any way they can. So yeah. should it be encouraged? Sure. Is it something that I'm going to use for everyday life? No, I treat it just as a stock. It is just a stock to me. I don't yeah. see because all it takes is one single fucking data link and now you're down $30,000, which happened a couple years ago. It's it's so incredibly volatile. And the thing is, is there's, like Walker was saying, there's only ever going to be a set amount of Bitcoin in the world that I think the market or the amount is like 170 billion Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's is not a cap. lot. That is not a lot. That is not a lot of Bitcoin to spread around the world. It's minute. To be fair, you can have like fractions of Bitcoin. Yeah, I was going to say so, there is a yeah, uh, subcurrency of Bitcoin, which, which is, is Satos. It's true. But at the same time, this is also why the price is such a fucking crazy mess mm-hmm. is because there's only 170 billion to share throughout the world. Yeah. And people want it so bad. Yeah. So um, the if I remember correctly, and I, I might be wrong on this, I'd have to look it up. I believe it's 100,000 Satos is one Bitcoin. So or you, each or you could just buy one hundred thousandth of a bitcoin because you can buy fractions of bitcoins no no that's what I'm, that's what i'm saying a fraction of a bitcoin like our dollar goes to cents it just has a it's name bitcoin to satos yeah s-a-t-o-s um or s-a-t-s for the abbreviation which only gets rid of one letter which is not an abbreviation at all <laughs> so do you think that alternative energy can replace fossil fuels yes if alternative yes. energy is making electricity through extremely efficient means known as fusion reaction or possibly even fission reaction if we had we have reactions. fission we don't need we don't have fusion yet yes i know i but will nobody, run nobody almost entirely on okay. wind energy what wind what? energy Iowa is stupid runs almost entirely on wind energy we should oh. just do full the entire state fission nuclear until we get quickly, fusion it's currently at 73 percent, and their goal is to be at 80 percent by 2025 hmm. i definitely agree with the alternative uh, me- uh measures for you know energy mm-hmm. i think didn't, fossil didn't fuels, elon I mean, have an interview fuels, where he said it was entirely possible if we just money dumped it right now i mean fossil fuels are are only gonna last so long you know the limited mm-hmm. resources so i think we need to be looking that's what into big electricity energy. wants you to think <laughs> yeah if nothing, I correctly, nothing there was better a, diamond market um yeah they just have warehouses of diamonds yeah oh, yeah yeah like so yeah i'm gonna do the same thing as an oil company i'm gonna have yeah. warehouses of fucking oil like yeah it's really fucking scarce this bitch dry and then slowly leak in like oh yeah we found a little pocket <laughs> yeah, that's why you see all these uh oil companies you know they're making billions of but dollars actually in profits, ultimately but we're right hurting, now but we're hurting. factually we don't we there's no shortage we, yeah, there's, there's no, no shortage, shortage of oil there just, isn't they're creating the united shortage. states can't mm, no the United States is completely can be self-reliant on its own oil. Oh, it yeah. Is, we does have not need of any of it. Places for oil reserves. Like oil that. companies not evil yet. Okay. There is so plenty of oil that there is no incentive for them to lie and say there's not. It's they, just they factually are, incorrect. In, in places, they are dumping oil. They, they, they're literally having people dump oil to because they can't use it or it's going to waste. They just dump it. <sighs> Thanks, Biden. Shitty government policy. Nuclear power should have been the future, but because fucking hippies are scared of it, no one's ever going to want it. Which is hilarious. Um, I don't think it's the hippies that were scared of it. It was the oil industry and coal industry that was scared of it. I mean, yeah, sure, but who pays the hippies? the hippies are concerned about the coal and oil. Who pays the hippies? (laughs) Nuclear would, because coal bad, hippie bad, hippie bad, hippie say coal bad. No, 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 tactics. Who pays the union members? It's the mafia. (laughs) Nuclear energy is the future 
the sooner that we get our heads out of our asses about fucking fossil fuels and solar and wind and hydroelectric power hydroelectric power by the way (laughs) hydroelectric power by the way is by far more reliable and more consistent than any of those other options solar and wind um if we were to rely on nothing but these green energy sources which in my opinion um green energy is kind of a fucking funny thing because you know there's pollution that goes into when you make the fucking things there's pollution that goes into it when you make a giant wind turbine oh now you just killed fucking wildlife and now you're gonna kill birds every fucking year because they just drive into the fucking blades just paint the blades yellow now oh you have a fucking solar array panel how much how much how much pollution was put in the air for you to make that single solar panel but they, but you think about right? the amount of pollution but that yes. it excludes in what the it, end what result. It, what it would, over what, time. It, what it would save? Yes. What, what would it save? Oh, I suppose it would save a cow fart worth. That's that's very good. I'm very happy about that. Of course, I don't know that. I'm spitballing yeah. here, but yeah. you get the idea. And this is the thing with these things: the wind doesn't always blow, the sun doesn't always shine, right? And that's just a fact of life. The idea. Well, the sun for, always many does people shine. don't know. It's just where does it shine? Many on? people don't know that. The electrical grid system is a live feedback system where your local substation or your local power plant actively will produce more energy the moment you plug something in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. What you don't get with that are wind and solar. The wind is not going to blow harder because you blow you plug in your toaster oven, okay? The sun is not going to shine harder because you plug in I'll a hair dryer. Well, that's, okay? why, that's why we just do global warming, you know? So Heat up the air. So then the, the answer, then, then, right? the air warmer. <laughs> yeah. then the answer is batteries. It's like, okay. Well, then how many batteries would we need to keep a reliable source of power five. for the United States? <laughs> At least five. I, you At know, least a, I, I think if you had five of these nano diamond batteries, I think, least, I think you'd be fine. <laughs> At least a state's worth, right? Yeah. Of batteries to create a reliable thing because but the great we'll thing about batteries get is, rid of where is this from, a storage Iowa? thing and then yeah, you can let them out Iowa. as you need it. We don't need Iowa. Turn it into a solar farm. Well, I hey, mean, do a you lot like of, your bacon? Do a lot you like of your these um, green energy uh, no. devices like solar solar and wind. Oh, you like cows? Hydro. Yeah. You're welcome. They do have no. reserves. Actually, they grow cows their, in Texas. They're power. You're right. And where does a lot of their feed come from? That's the reservoir. Yeah. Grass. From Iowa. The grass grows in Texas too. You know what else they grow in Texas? Corn. Iowa produces eighty-five percent. We don't need Iowa's corn. We can just of grow corn. Our somewhere feed else. corn. Guess what? Corn and feed corn hay. grows in other places than Iowa. It's fine. Why You're is right. the podcast so long? I don't. Yeah, I don't why know the why. fuck is the podcast because so long? Because you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Guess what? You got me on here to talk. Yes, about the shit we're talking about. You're like, we don't need fucking Iowa. Yeah, we don't. Iowa could. Okay, cease I'm glad. To exist. Save that for your fuck fucking Iowa. shitty Discord. Hey guys, hey guys, we don't need Iowa. Let's go take over and replace it with a bunch hey, of solar panels. Hey guys, I don't like pork or pig <laughs> products at all. So Look, we take you know Iowa, Iowa corn. Literally idea, fucking anywhere else. Also, Iowa's the idea that it honestly, the feed corn to produce your pork. Uh, I just need to give them my fucking table scraps. It's fine. The idea, honestly, I don't think um, global warming is really that major of a crisis at the current oh, no. state of things oh. oh no coast rises slow slowly 
I really oh, don't. Oh no, Our famine layer. across the world. There's, oh no, there's plenty you of. You can't just have famine. Food grows in the ground. It's fine. There are scientists who also say <laughs> also the same thing. I can um, grow food in the ground. Famine's not real. In some areas, uh, we'll move well, on. Maybe you should we'll move. move maybe you should move. What the to where fuck the food is a gauge grows. block? Yeah, that's, Cox? that's a gauge block. You go to Africa. Yeah. It's like, oh, why doesn't oh, the food oh, grow here? Oh, so you, are you a, talking a, about like the immigrants nice in Mexico yeah, it's coming fucking to, sand. to America? It's sand. You know, it's always going to be sand. They're Nothing's going to grow there. Right? Just move to where the food is. Yeah. So gauge blocks. What are those? Gauge blocks are two pieces of metal that you stick together, and somehow they stick to each other, even though they're only coated into oil, and you use them to change out tooling in factory. Oh, sorry, I muted you. You want to say that again? <laughs> How do we use gauge blocks to measure things, Cox? So, gauge blocks are <laughs> not just that. Oh, wow, fucking peace and quiet for five minutes. Walker has so unplugged gauge his blocks, mic and is now walking away. So, when we, when we start measuring things the at the much him. lower levels, right? Bye, Walker. Bye. I'll wait for you to slam the gate. Yeah. No, you're a woman. You want me to slam the door? I can do that. Very good. Okay. So, gauge blocks, when we start measuring things at mm -hmm. much, much, much higher fidelity, I mm -hmm. we're talking like fucking micrometers, nanometers, mm -hmm. that kind of shit, is we can no longer rely on your standard tape measure, right? That one's fine. We'll just go and do yeah. that. Yeah. So our tape measure here. Sorry, I wanted to be heard twice. <laughs> so, so we have I a tape measure, right? Um, now these tape measures are, of course, divided into inches or depending on whatever tape measure you tape have. Tape measures are designed in a really cool way, um, especially the tip. Yeah. I fucking... I'm sorry. I. They're good. They're good. That tip actually accounts for so, whether or not you're pushing it into something or pulling it on something. The major it's concern... Great. That's of not really 12 inches. The major... <laughs> The major concern of when we're <laughs> looks right. The major concern of when we're measuring things at higher degrees of accuracy mm -hmm. is these, right? So I can only measure something within, say, 16. I think it's sixteen on that tape measure. Uh, I can measure something within, say, uh, depending on the width of these lines, mm -hmm. say a thousandth of an inch, right, or a ten thousandth of an inch, a thousandth of an inch. I can only get that accurate mm -hmm. um, with it, right? So I'd say twenty thousandth of an inch accuracy because of the width of the lines and so you start getting into like higher degrees of accuracy and so you may dive into some calipers like a digital caliper yeah right um that gives you a maybe a little bit more accuracy but gauge blocks when you start getting onto the and we're talking like differences in like one third of the thickness of a human hair mm -hmm. right or a nanometer which is a billionth of a meter which is the length that your fingernails grow in a second. That's insane. Fucking small, right? When we start getting to these levels of accuracy, we no longer measure things directly. We measure them comparatively. What do I mean that by that? Okay. There is a, there's something called a surface block. Okay. Imagine it could be stainless steel. It's, it could be marble. Imagine a surface that is extremely flat certified to be flat within a nanometer mm -hmm. so the variance in height on that block is going to be a billionth of a meter extremely flat objects okay these are costing thousands and thousands of dollars um what's the use for these things i'll explain okay high degree of measuring and now we have this flat plane 
And we also, huh? Yeah, we can. Okay, cool. We have these flat objects, right? We also have gauge blocks. Gauge blocks come in increments of, say, 0.75 inches, mm -hmm. an inch, an inch and a half, um, 0 0.101. 0.100.1003.1004, etc. So that way, it allows you to add them together to create any kind of, you know, variance between from like 0 0.0001 fucking inch to, you know, four inches, right? Um, but we measure things comparatively in that we do not measure something directly. If I want to know the diameter of this cup, I can go for this. Which will tell me, oh, say, three and three-quarter inch, right? Three and three-quarter inch. And there's going to be a very big degree of inaccuracy there. So I'm going to my digital caliper. Let me go ahead and measure it using my calipers. And I see that we have... You stupid fucking retard. <laughs> I have to zero it out. And here I get 3.83. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it could have been down to me being shitty at the tape measure. But this would be the more accurate me more accurate method of measuring, right? Yeah. So, okay. That's great. Well, how? what if I want to get even more accurate than this? You would use gauge blocks. And you would have this on the surface, okay? You would have whatever you're measuring on the table with you. You have your gauge block set up. So it's, it's around 3, right? 3.8, 3.81 inches, right? So I know that. So let me go ahead and fabricate my gauge blocks to be 3 inches, 3.8 inches, right? And I set them side by side. Or in this case, it would be on its side because I'm measuring this distance here, right? And I have a device, a micrometer. I believe that's what it's called. Essentially, imagine a lever, okay, with a ruby tip, okay? And this lever, when actuated, moves a dial on, on, the, on the device. Mm -hmm. And this, is move, this whole dial spans one thousandth of an inch. Okay, that's the accuracy that this device uses, and that's all you need to get the level of accuracy, because you already know it's 3.8 inches. And so I'm going to take my gauge blocks. I'm going to measure it, okay? I'm going to set it down. I'm going to zero my micrometer to this height here, okay, of 3.8 inches, what I believe to be. I zero it out so it reads zero. I then move over to my gauge blocks, which are set up to be 3.8, and then I measure the blocks, and now I'm going to be reading a difference, right? Because I'm getting yeah. higher levels of accuracy. So it could be either plus a couple thousandths of an inch or it could be minus a couple thousandths of an inch. But that will tell me exactly how big this, this cup is, right? So if I measure over, say, oh, it's, uh, it's, it is the difference that I get from my reading is one tenth thousandth of an inch I'm like oh okay no it's this is 3.81 you know, inches okay now when you get down to those levels you are at the whim of temperature 
where that device can actually measure the change of an object due to temperature and your gauge blocks will be calibrated to be accurate within a nanometer of so that doesn't a mean you have to, range. that means you have would you have to do everything in the same temperature or do you have different um different scales for different temperatures so you would have that to be known and you can either plus or subtract that depending on your reading oh, okay, okay. right <clears throat> so you have a, a method to determine yeah based off the temperature. yeah yeah um and that's that's what gauge blocks are for is there therefore measure therefore use in comparatively measuring something for high degrees of accuracy to like ten thousandths of an inch Mm -hmm. which is fucking crazy and like i said you have a variance of say a nanometer which is how fast or how long your nails grow every second which is slow but still crazy nonetheless just how small that is which is a billionth of a meter right and so these scales of measurement go crazy and i'll probably never ever 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 own a gauge block or a service plate in my life because they're one massively expensive and i'm not a machinist so i don't necessarily need the kind of fine detail but say like fucking rocket cool rocket, rocket science it, you know <laughs> rocket science 100 percent yeah is using these kinds of measuring things probably quite often because the tolerances are so minimum. But with all that being said, that was a very lovely science fact. I enjoyed learning about measurement yeah. cocks. That was that was I definitely nice. did enjoy that. Yeah. But with all that being said, thank you for joining us on what episode twenty? Yeah, episode yeah. twenty. Episode for our episode twenty special of the Quantum Consumer Podcast. <laughs> and we will see you all next time. Have a good one. 